Episode 299, we're talking X's and O's with the man, the myth, the legend. Spilo is here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for changing my opinion on Sombra May. Finally, yeah. somebody was like, put the put the beating on me. I was like, you know what? All right. It's got it's got some legs. Uh, yeah. It's well, got hands. I'm like, all right, all right. He's got some points. It's okay to hate Sombra, you know, but it's like the Avast meme. If you're playing Sombra, you're trolling, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's not the case. Sometimes, it's not not, not always bad. It's not always. you know, it's got some perks. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. That cancel the blizzard though, I was like, whoa, I forgot yeah. about that. It's a big one. It's it's definitely something that I'm like keeping my eye on. I'm like, all right, I haven't seen anybody like purposefully use it. It feels like a knock on like, all right, dope. Like I, I canceled the blizzard. Yeah, it's like a threat yeah. almost. Right. Yeah, it really is more of a threat than the actual. It's only seen it, I think, once. But mm-hmm. if it's a, it's the threat that that it can. Yep. You got to you always got to watch it. Got to watch it. Yes. What's up? What's new? Hard things. Pretty good. I was I was just c- curious because I was I, I'm I'm pogging out because Winston's lap is up and I don't True. think people realize how f- actually like insane of a n- narrative creating tool it, it really is. Mm-hmm. And like you guys were talking about uh, what was it, Moira? No, Sombra Moira. So- or I'm sorry, Sombra May. Sombra May. And I was yeah. thinking like I just looked at team compositions, a uh, best hero combinations of two. Yep. What do you yeah. guys think is the most successful hero combination of two heroes in the oh, Overwatch I, League over, oh. let's say, h- half an hour mm. of playtime? It's not going to be Summer Tracer because because the way you're asking no. the question. Yeah. Mm. I'll go. I, can I don't know you. if I'm cheating because I think I is, and you're just looking for two heroes. The, the yeah, hero just duo, two heroes. Um, and Eric, I'm linking you the the quarry. Uh, no worries. Um, is it? Eva Tracer? No, it's super weird. Huh. Over 30 minutes. Okay, so it's not like a huge amount of time. Uh, I felt it for 20, but yeah. The the, the composition has more than 30. Should I I solve? Yeah, we could. It's Ash Zen. Ooh. 71% of team team fight wins, followed by Hammond Ash and Hammond Brig. Interestingly, and Hammond Break actually has a pretty re- representative amount of time played with uh, 50 minutes of playtime. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's all. Yeah. You know, anytime in, that's all infernal. This, it's like it's super deal, niche. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's infernal. It's super niche. Yeah, now, it's be Blizzard World, I think. Yep. If, if we, I think they're both of them. If we mm-hmm. go to super representative playtime, it is. So that's 10 hours. It's Ash Break. Yeah. That makes. Yeah. That makes a little bit of sense. Hollywood, again, yep. Blizzard World. Yep. Uh, Rialto to a lesser extent. Going to like Charge Spark, even a little bit of Ilios as well. Still getting that on Lester. like Well, still getting that on Bruins Apex a little bit. DPS. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if, you know, Ash persists. It feels like Hanzo seems to be creeping in terms of terms of pick rate. But yeah, that's that's why that's why we're it's here. Dive, we're going X's and O's. True. So you're gonna play Ash because Hanzo Dragon crappy and Hanzo or Ash Coach Gun. Mm. Kind of deny the the dive in, at yeah. least threaten it. Can't yeah. just like jump in there for free. Yeah, yeah. I do that... think Hanzo's really good in the Brawl Mirror though. Any is there now granted, and we will get into 
a lot more of this, but you, you sure. kind of put something in my head there. Um, just doing some review when it came to, I think, both Charge and Spark, yeah. um, and even the Glads matchup, I believe. Um, seeing it a lot on King's Row, where it's like even the dive mirror, it's like Tracer, Hanzo, Winston, kind yeah. of just mirroring each other. Any thought as to like maybe why that is? Is that just more of like just opportune high grounds? It's just opportune high grounds. I think that's one of like the sleeper things with King's Row is it's always mm. been, even going into like last season, it was yeah. a pretty good dive mirror. Like, you mean, for, for crying out loud, Shanghai Dragons was running Briggs in. I mean, that was Shanghai in 2020, but, like, they're they're running Briggs in. So it's, like, when you have the high grounds there, it's, like, it's still a pretty good dive map. Um, and then you get to something like third point, and you're, like, if you don't have anything to contest the high ground, you're, you're just cooked. Um, I think also, as well, when you're thinking, like, Brawl on King's Row, if you were going to play into a dive, you could you could do it in Overwatch 1 because you could go Ryan Diva. We can survive versus dive versus that. Our Diva can contest high grounds. Not anymore. Not anymore. So it's like quintessential brawl and rank kind of still, but like I think the map has opened up a lot more in Overwatch. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that, right there, Eric. More to the right. Combination of heroes, 2-1. Okay, look at this. You know what the highest win percentage here in Overwatch League currently is? Uh, apply filters. Apply filters. <laughs> and then, and then flipping through Winston's fil filter. Uh, click right side as to filter by STF fight win. You, have you selected Overwatch League season six? As you have. Why is that a different than mine? Well, while you guys figure oh, that out, right, I'm going to okay, do a quick little. Wait, okay, real quick. <laughs> it's Lab Weaver. Left we were as the highest. Big man, man. Come on. Just farming Vegas. Poor, poor little sandbags. Oh, no. Just beating up on them. That's disastrous. So, we have the biggest brain outside the league going X's and O's. We're going stylistic matchups. We're going who's good, who's bad. We're going, yeah. I wanted to toss you a, a fun take on if this is the worst time to be a tank player in the league because boy howdy i feel like these kids are just getting bullied constantly um anything and everything it's sure. 299 but first we have to thank our beautiful patron producers the people who make this show run it and you know keep us going uh so 299 is brought to you by battle crab refine being brought about buhau picasso chris r34444 kasha 67 lotion pork shop sammy rexane ball melon sugar high and our YouTube members, I am DRW, Brother, Adam L, Sagi Fumi, Ice M Jello, Fire Element 6, and AK and Chris R. Oh, what a week. What a weird, weird time it is to see the Washington Justice 3 0 ing the Gladiators. What in the actual butts happened there? Ah, uh, I mean, all right, so I'm I'm gonna do a quick pat in the back here. All right. Oh, <laughs> all right. A little bit of ego leaking out, right? Because okay. I've been calling it for a few weeks now. Okay. Gladiators have a tendency to play to their opponent, at least this season. Mm. Um, they're a team that is not only hard to pinpoint in terms of like how they're going to perform, sure. but there has been some moments where they have just looked outright ugly. I made a tweet um, when they were playing Vegas, I was companion streaming, mm. and it was probably the worst Overwatch that I have seen from a top-tier team oh, no. ever this season um, hmm. on any map. It was some of the worst fundamental strategic Overwatch. And the only way they won 
is because even though Vegas honestly strategically played it really well, it's Vegas, right? They just they yeah. don't have the mechanics to clean out the fights that these other teams do. And it was just agonizing to watch them do that. And I think that there's been times where we've seen that from Glads throughout the season. And it continued, honestly, with it continued with the Justice game. Um, so I was not, nobody's expecting a 3 0. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was expecting it. Sure. But I was expecting a 2 3, 3 1, either direction was not mm-hmm. by any means going to be a, uh, like a stomp by any means. And that's okay. So what, I, what I'm kind of like picking through that, it's like, okay, getting this, 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 you know, feeling that there could be an upset coming. It's yep. due to like this high variance, you know, yep. whether it's just on the day, whether it's just like like you're saying, like playing to your opponent where it's like you're playing yep. down to their level or you're, you're kind of rising to the occasion versus the Atlantas versus the Houston's actually like kind of showing, you know, the potential is there. Yep. Um, and that kind of checks out, at least from like the cursory stuff that I, I kind of like looked over today where, you know, God bless Dante. I think he's gotten a lot of flack from, uh, you know, I won't throw this Yiska's way but like I've been like you know questioning like all right well you know we we saw some good stuff last season that's great but that's last season you got to play Doomfist a lot of time you got his heroes so what happens with his you know first season stepping into the you know the main tank role as you know the starter the guy who's going to be playing everything um and he, just starting from control and then on out it just didn't seem like him and Lastro were necessarily on the same page a lot of the time there's a couple missed lamps and I'm like oof didn't that wasn't great. And there was a couple yeah. jumps and I was, on monkey. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm like, those, those are kind of gimmies, you know, it's like, all right, well, that's not what you want to see. But then there's a part of me that's like, as I, as I look through this meta, as it kind of like filters out, as we get something a little bit more concrete going into mid season, it's like, they're always just purple. They're always just like having to shield so, so early on these jumps or they just yes. get slept. And it's just like, yeah. it's, it's, punishing to be a tank player right now it's rough 100 100 and i think that like justice clearly looking i mean a lot of these uh dive matchups end up being kind of like these frontline skirmishes because mm-hmm. both of the back lines are positioned really intelligently they're doing a good job in controlling space so it kind of comes down to which monkey is going to be playing around their cooldown trades which monkey's going to get hacked which monkey's going to respond to the nade and the sleep dart and then obviously when you do dive how are you mechanically playing around that backline mm-hmm. and I wouldn't go as far to say that Justice were targeting Dante more than they would any other main tank, but Dante was getting punished more than a main tank should be. I mean, not just on the Winston, but even a little bit on the Ramatra as well, Mm -hmm. although that's a little bit more complex. Uh, But he he got abused the entire game on Antarctica. He got absolutely abused on Hollywood, um, getting traded in situations where he shouldn't get traded, getting primal forced out, uh, not smart jumps, mechanics weren't there. Uh, and I, I, I think I had one of my when I was looking at shoot, I forget was it a pro am? It must have been a pro am match with Glads. Mm-hmm. And there was this clip, uh, somebody clipped out of context. One of these random Reddit Dante. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Clipping me out of context, saying Dante, you know, is not the not a great mechanical main tank. And then that was it. And then I obviously I, I had to go back there and I was like really mad. Stop putting my. <laughs> I, I typed up like four paragraphs of like you know this is what I said about it. You know Dante and I still say like Dante could be a great main tank he can be a great tank mm-hmm. right now at least on winston he's not great he's no. not even good he's bad he is a bad winston and this team's ability this season is going to be based off of two factors 
it's either going to be off of Dante, the meta shifting to something that Dante is more comfortable at, or Dante actually progressing and improving at those bad tanks. Because if mm. you look at the rest of the roster, I mean, obviously Astro, Babel, um, sure. you know, Lastro, Kai, Kavsar, Yaki. I think Kai and Yaki, that's another little bit of... Pro- we need some growth from those guys as well, like being able to fill niches outside of heroes that they're comfortable on. Um, but it's going to be really like, what is Dante going to be able to do? Mm. And I think like when we answer that question, we can probably predict how Glad's season is going to go. And if the answer is good, then we're going to have a competitor for top three, top four. Yep. If the answer is not good, then I think Gladiators are going to be, at best, a gatekeeper for top tier. At worst, just a mid-tier team. Yeah, just they kinda... have great players, but it, it, it's it's really hard to function when you have dead weight. And oh, hundred percent. dead weight to some extent recently with some of his play. And, and it felt like at least Prime gave you know a lot of Glad's fans a lot of hope because they did find that kind of early read that maybe some teams weren't sure. necessarily super confident in, like the Winston Ram matchup, and yeah. he was getting a lot of like you know extra value than maybe you know he's getting necessarily now so that maybe seems to have fallen out of favor so they have to play him on monkey now and it's again yeah like you're saying it's not the most comfortable hero you can definitely tell that i mean both you know credit to justice here because obviously you know i think flora and alpha yi i think flora had a fucking absolute heater of a game that kid absolutely was nutting that was popping off um but yeah it both like him and mirror both it was like okay i don't i don't hate mirror don't 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 get me don't get it twisted but like should we be talking about mirror and dante in like the same breath probably not but it was a kind of yeah yeah it was like all right i mean you're both kind of it's just a little messy just kind of like throwing it out there it felt kind of 4v4 at some points where it's like okay a tank trades for a support a tank trade trades for the tank it's like right all right Right. now we're you know now we're playing with you know pieces down in chess and it's like right Right. this is not I will say, like, one thing that always makes a tank look bad is, like, the team play behind it. And one of the, mm. the weaknesses of looking at Gladiators, and this really reared its ugly head in the Ramatra, and really why they lost the, the map, um, they just weren't very good in ult fights. Like, they're, mm. like, understanding, like, how to kite, how to push, how to pull. Okay, they've got Blizzard, this is what we need to do. They've got, you know, Ram ult, this is how we need to chain our ultimates properly. Yeah. Um, that, like... They just lost every massive old fight because they weren't chaining properly because they weren't using their cooldowns properly. And so like those type of fights that can make a tank look bad. And to a lesser extent that was happening in dive as well. Cause it's like usually in those situations, you're going to have your tank die first. So if we ignore Flora hitting like a headshot sure. for like three minutes straight, there were still a lot of fights. I think it was like actually the first fight on second attack on Shambali where mm-hmm. they go into that fight and, and glad just can't lose that fight. Also. Yeah. And they do. And so that's going to look bad on Dante the rest of the map. But, like, you know, that's, that's a team issue, you know. And I think that's where, like, whether it's playing up to their opponents or whether they're feeling confident or not. Um, leaks even into last year. Gladiators were a very inconsistent, mm-hmm. last year, even in scrimmages. Um, they were the one team that we mentally boomed the entire year on London's Big Fire. <laughs> they quit scrims because they were so boomed. Um, and I don't think I've said that publicly before, but they legit called it after like three or four maps. They were playing so poorly, they just completely mental boomed and left. See, it's but not that's not it, just Boston guys. See, it's everybody. No, no, no. It happens to pretty. We, we, yeah. we, we, we. Okay, this is the thing with the European guys. There's too much like um, there's too much uh, class to quit scrims, uh, but we might okay. as well have quit scrims. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Like, we we might as that well, anyways. Like, at the performance and the, like, the effort and energy that we had with London, at times, like every team was like, okay, you know, at this point, we're just going through the motions, yep, you know? Yep, but yep. Uh, 
but yeah, but then they, they, that would happen. And then, you know, they'd come back like a week later and I'd just be like, you know, who is this? This is like the greatest team played versus. Mm-hmm. And so like, and you saw that, like, you know, everyone talks about like the Patapan stage buff, right? That was a, that was a thing. Patapan was like really kind of a mediocre player, especially on soldier. Um, mm-hmm. But the guy would go on and, and he would just find that extra gear. And I think that that's something that if you look at Glad's roster, it's like, for, for whatever reason, whether it's the leadership style that they have down there, or whether it's the players that they have, they've always done that. You know, like mm. this is the team that dropped a map to London that played Vegas on King's Row, I think is not the same team that we've seen at other times. You know, um, maybe other people's understanding of the meta has evolved so that their weaknesses are being exposed. But also at the same time, it's like you can't really completely bet against the Glads completely. Oh. You never really can. They yeah, never no, really you know what, who you're going to get. I had an interview with Violet this week and of course the Outlaws lost in the Pro-Am against the Gladiators, right? Yeah. And he was like, <clears throat> yeah, like we didn't care that much about Pro-Am initially, but when we were there, we of course really wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And then he would like, he was like, yeah, I was really upset to miss that ma- or like lose that match. And then I asked, because you were so much better than them? And he didn't even wait for the translation. He just went, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, what I was yeah. going. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He gives he gives baller energy like that, where yeah. it's just like, man, these these guys kind of suck. Yeah. Um, we're we're just better. I don't know why we lost. Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like, yeah. their macro sucks. Yeah, we're just better than them. Yeah, yeah, super confident. Hmm. Hundred percent. Any 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 takes with Houston? I mean, with that on the table, any any oh, yeah. is, is there at least the narrative from what I am seeing from the 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 Western kind of fan base? It does feel like a two horse race where it's Atlanta, maybe A, Houston B, and then it's everybody else. Uh, yep. Going into kind of mid season, is there you know a world where you see Houston maybe challenging Atlanta, or is it kind yeah. of just too far now? No, I, I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I think if you look at Atlanta, it's like they are. Atlanta has everything going for them. Like yes. they have the clearly very smart players, very strong mechanical players. They have the depth of the roster, but it is a pretty decent meta for them. Like, let's not sit here and pretend. Of course. Um, so there are worse metas for this roster and outlaws do have flexibility as well to where they could also pop off and have a meta that's slightly mm-hmm. better. Um, I mean, you know that like putting, they don't have, like you having a happy hit scan meta. Like you, you have to think that like, would happy be able to compete, would, would, would their DPS line be able to compete with Atlanta Rain if it was something other than Sombra Tracer better? And I think the answer is probably yes, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say Atlanta Rain has a weakness there, but Houston might get an edge. Um, and then any time that we're able to like better leverage a double flex support meta, sure. that's another strength that like again Atlanta can match them in theory, but at least it's like it's going to be something that you're at least feel like the, the 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 tides have evened and who knows Houston wakes up they 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 eat their vegetables and, and their, mm-hmm. their their their, their weedies. vitamins yeah. you know and then there you go then we we might see it I mean I I think Houston's a good team I think mm-hmm. after reviewing the mayhem match yesterday. Um, if they're not just a good mechanical team, it's like I was really pleased by like honestly both them and Mayhem the level of like strategic analysis and the strategic execution and 
and knowledge of the matchups that they were showing. It's like, there were obviously bad moments. I think New Queen Street was was not a great map from Houston uh, in that particular matchup. But mm -hmm. if any team's going to beat Atlanta, it's going to be Houston. Yeah, it's going to be Houston. Like and, and, and honestly, Mayhem on a good day could do it too. Mayhem on a good day can definitely punch up. That's another team that like is is kind of just a sleeper. It still feels like a sleeper pick, and it do, it doesn't even feel right calling them the sleeper team because they consistently yep. have just come out and put on like top tier yep. performances. But it's just like that. I don't know if it's just you know where we've it's been like Stockholm. Yeah, it's the Valiant. That too. Like, that too. Yeah. You know, like how how are they losing two maps to Valiant? You know, yeah. like that that that's like and stuff like even like losing a map to London, like falling to the mm -hmm. Glads. It's like, ah. but when they are on, I mean that team is good. Scary. That team yeah. is really good. What about Boston? Same thing. Mm. I had a conversation um, with somebody the other day. We were talking about Boston. And one of the things that stands me out with Boston is it's like they have the mechanical energy to punch up with anybody. Of course. Right? Yeah. Like if, if anybody can compete with these Houstons and these Atlantis, you look at Boston, Boston, and assuming these guys aren't hard washed and they don't look to be. I mean, come on, Bird Ring is a freak of nature. Mm -hmm. um, Smurf is really good. Kalius is one of the best mechanical off tanks in the world. I still have like flashbacks and like nightmares to his Sigma play on like Route 66 versus London. The guy literally carried a map when he was on Washington. Um, K is still good. I mean, for crying out loud, you have Twilight, Izayaki, Leijia Gong. <laughs> yeah. Nothing needs to be said there. So, like, it's just going to be, you know, how. What, what, what's, what's the whole like execution synergy, execution through the like the uh, strategic side of things like what's that going to look like and and recently i mean they looked good i i was we watched the um the atlanta match live uh mm -hmm. companion stream they looked good i mean really blizzard world is which is like atlanta reigns baby right like with yeah. the somber tracer hawk stuff it, that could have gone either way i mean it was like we're talking about decays a little faster on the recall doesn't get emp'd one or two times that map goes a different direction i mean just the just one or two little mistakes you know um it was crazy. You you bring up kind of an interesting point with Atlanta and Blizzard World in particular. We had Jake on a couple weeks back, um, yeah. and he was very granted. This is you know a little bit earlier to the spring you know series yeah. meta game, if you will. Um, was was not super pleased with how much diva they were running. Any any thoughts yeah. there? I mean, it's hindsight twenty twenty. You know what I'm sure. saying. Um, but I think in hindsight, it's pretty easy to see why diva is being played and will continue to be played there. It's mm -hmm. just the nature of the more open space uh, sight lines, especially once you get to like second point, third point is not as much verticality um, that's relevant for Winston. So you need the diva uh, to be able to, because you're not going to be able to dive back. It's just the back lines are just generally inaccessible, too hard to dive. Too far away. And, yeah. and so the diva at least provides better control of the DPS. And crucially, a lot of these escort maps need diva mm -hmm. for cart. Uh, Winston can't push cards. So yeah. what you do is you you park your Divan card. She just doesn't bleed damage. She just doesn't die. And so that you just leverage cart, leverage cart, leverage cart, leverage cart, leverage cart, leverage cart, leverage cart. And eventually, like through these war of attritions, I mean, you could see it in like the Boston Atlanta matchup. I mean, you can count on your thumbs the number of time an actual backline dive was actually right. executed. It was a lot of frontline trades because neither backline is in a diveable position. And so that's why you see her on uh, Rialto as well. Long sight lines, but enough high ground to justify running dive as opposed to like a Ramatra comp. Um, and so that's where you probably also could make a good argument for Diva for some teams being an option on Hollywood as well. But anywhere where you have these like big open sight lines, cart's really important, but high ground's decent important, Diva's going to be the play. Now that's also where you saw an APAC 
the ball stuff, right? Yes. Um, where it, it was such a long sightline and freaking APAC. <laughs> so they're, they're going to go Briggs in, you know, and like, you're not playing Winston in that. So, you know, it's a long sightline of enough map for APAC teams to consider Zenyatta. And it's long enough sightline for West to consider. And I think that's, that's like, even, even uh, London was freaking playing Diva, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a hard map to play Winston. Can I? Okay, I've. I'm. I'm sorry. I have to <laughs> address like a sign point because we were on uh, the Boston backline, and you know, Joe, being being me is is tough. It really is. <laughs> so okay. now nowadays, I I'm a, okay. I'm I'm obviously joking, right? But basically, like the experiences that. Five or okay, from this point on, probably seven days ago, like on Reddit, there was a relatively highly upvoted uh, thread going like, uh, whoever that guy was that said Lee J gone is a trap, uh, he was probably right. And that was a take I had in the preseason, just to clue you in, uh, it was, but my point when I said that was Lee J gone is a trap for Atlanta to pick up, okay, mm-hmm. or specifically in also in regards to cost effectiveness because i was aware of what shanghai players you know they were still on their contracts a lot of their options sure. had been activated while people like chio you know like vindame okay oops um like violet you know like these great main supports i'm forgetting one sharong were just on the market for without having to pay a buyout or picking up like ridiculous right. old contracts right so my point was picking up Lee gone at this point would be a trap and in the end, Atlanta got Chion Fielder, and I think that's probably like an upgrade, right, over the the other. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I will say that take in isolation, without con- that context, isn't entirely atrocious. It is only very bad when we talk about Lee Gon on break, because his break has been outstanding this season. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For his Lucio. My guy is still, like, he's not only, like, still a little bit on the Turbo Feedy side, he also doesn't get as much of the value other than the flashy big plays. Like, especially if you look at the uh, statistics, once again, Super Winston's lap pilled, but he's one of the uh, main supports that were, or Lucius, that were picked most frequently in first position, which, of mm. course, is not a great position to put your team in to die first, right? And uh, was also not getting an immense amount of um, value, right? Like someone like Chiu was getting way more. And um, in that, I think also specifically um, in some more higher caliber series. And there I argued the point uh, on Reddit that they were kind of exposed against Atlanta. To be fair, that's not an, uh, a, a, a matchup I should highlight because of the situation with Aziaki, right? I think that's very clearly like a... Sure. outlier situation that's not a fair argument to be, to be made yeah but in general i think that's still one has to say at this point is probably a top three backline in the league as they present right now yeah um yeah agree with that. also <laughs> super interesting to see that they i think Iziaki is going nuts as well um they are like one of the backlines interestingly that has higher kill share in comparison to others like one of the top ones right like in terms there's a percentage graph if eric wants to look at it um of like uh, the ptk model and you can look up how much percentages of teams kills have been performed by the respective roles right so a team like charge has a ridiculous amount of 
uh, team kills performed by their DPS, for instance, right? Like 60% okay. of their uh, team's kills are performed by the DPS. A team like Hangzhou is sort of carried by their tanks, where Gushue has like way higher than average uh, kills, kill share, right? So they, they had slight differences in how teams prioritize. And in the past, there was an interesting pattern that at least in Overwatch 1, the game was mostly played by the supports and tanks having higher kill share, and that was were the better teams. With the exception of two teams in the past, if I recall correctly, was KDP and was Philly, Philadelphia Fusion, right? Now, and Eric has the graphic. I'm not sure if we can see it clearly, but... Um, so if we look at, yeah, thank you for Zoom. Um, can you order by support, please? Um, yep. Then Boston is third, right? After Dreamers, not sure if you want to count them, and London <laughs> Spitfire, interestingly. Sure. Um, that, like, they, that backline is doing a lot of work for them, right? In terms of just mm. offensive kill pressure. And a lot of that is on Iziaki. So... Um, not sure how. Keep in mind, this is not totally hyper uh, representative of actual play styles. It's probably there's a ton of comp in here, right? Like how sure. how different are like for instance, Houston plays a shitload of Kiriko. What does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in comparison, so I think there's a lot of like you know noise in there because of comp. But it's still interesting right. to think about how. Uh, how that works. Also, how Atlanta is not necessarily a team that feels like they, they they feel like super DPS carried, right? Because yes. Lip is nuts and Stalker is nuts. Turns out that kill share is actually not that high and like for the reasons that they probably play a bit, bit more somber than other teams, right? Yeah. It's not that yeah. they are they have shit <laughs> DPS line, of course not, right? It's just very interesting to see how these kill shares fare. Not sure how much that essentially says, but if you were to, you know, weight it in some way and uh, look at comp distributions, I think generally speaking, also just per ice test, Boston's backline is pretty lethal. Yep, I agree. It's kind of funny that you brought up the Atlanta thing because you tweet about it this morning with mm-hmm. Fielder. <laughs> I legitimately had a question from my like ask philo channel like three four days ago but like oh fielder you know how do you heal don't you aren't you not supposed to heal bot in overwatch 2 but how come heal fielder heal bots and like isn't that a bad thing and i'm like you know i'm like I'm not, i haven't studied povs a lot this year for obvious reasons so i'm like well i don't think he heal bots probably as much as you think and it turns out the stats is he's he's actually out there he's freaking killing people you know yeah. and so it's like i mean absolutely i mean it makes sense it's like I think that big adjustment, I think there's an, a narrative that Fielder and, and, yeah. and Shio are like the true supports. And I think that that's partly due to Overwatch 1 leftovers and definitely influenced strongly by what we saw in the grand finals. Yes. Um, but but blame Kiriko foolishness yep, for that, yep, right? Yep. That was a horrible, horrible initial design for a really, really well-designed hero. There's the yeah. irony. Um, and that really swayed, I think, people's opinions of how like what these supports actually did. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case you know, and that was just right. them doing their job really, really well. Right, right, right. And now Kiriko is totally different. And then obviously he's on Ana now. So he's out there, he's out there killing people. And I think mm-hmm. even if you go back to like when Overwatch 2 first came out, that's why all these, you know, plat, you know, support players were like crying their eyes out because it's yep. like, you don't, you don't sit in the back and you gotta, you gotta protect you gotta yourself do to actually protect yeah. yourself. I saw, I saw Reddit thread today. People were, people were flaming, um, was it Junbin or Max? Some, somebody in the shock tank line. Oh, they never peel for their back line. And I'm like, 
what are you talking about? <laughs> they're not. They're playing. There's only one of them. They're playing Grimatra. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want them to go back there and like? That's nah, not how you play. Nemesis form and sprint at my back line because yeah, the monkey not, dove them. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's so. There's like a lot of misconceptions about like how support <laughs> plays in Overwatch 2, and I think it's kind of funny. I mm. I have a hot take, and you will hate this show. I feel like okay. some of okay. Class is transitory now in Overwatch. And a lot okay. of reasons why that is, is because, because hero pools filtered for the right talent. Okay. You could, like, you know how we for a long time thought, like, so for instance, take, take someone like Smurf, right? You didn't know that this kid was like the hyper flex that he was because he was playing alongside To Super. be fair, no, obviously not. Right? Yeah. Or like, I don't know how good Fearless is. I'm much more on everything but Monkey and like Ryan maybe and like the picks we have actually seen in on ball. I now trust him. Like the Doom look pretty good. Like I, I don't know. Like if it, like the, there is a lot of transitional property now for the high class players. You, you see the same thing true in Profit. You see the same thing being true in Pelican. Right? Who's thought that this kid had a tracer like this? To a certain degree, you saw it last season with Sparkle on Tracer, right? I think, yes, the specialization is still like valuable, but we have mm. filtered largely because of the hyperflexibility being demanded by the system for players that are super smart about the game and can already like adapt relatively quickly and also have the, the mechanical baseline to just slot in, right? And if you have a truly elite player, it's very unlikely that this kid is just elite at one pick and nothing True. else anymore. Yeah. Right? yeah. Put his Iaki on Hanzo. The guy pops off. <laughs> you know it. He put Tyler on I mean, Hanzo and he probably I mean, pops we off. Put, yeah. I mean, that bone back on Zenyatta wasn't yep. a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And and the, the best support players that we had when, when we were transitioning support was freaking backbone. We were like, wow. And then Shax was a really good Ana. Very huh. dynamic, very aggressive, like and like that kind of stuff in Overwatch 2, there's a lot, like you said, it's more transient between like if you're able to have the mechanics and the knowledge, like there isn't a huge difference. I mean, look out there, Defran doing all the uh, mm -hmm. you know, one trick in the top 500 with anything that he can aggressively take space with, they're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't hate that, I don't hate that at all. I think that that's um, something that's kind of proven itself. Um, over time, I think there is a little bit of fart sniffing, maybe with certain players that just want to roll swap. I think there are there are some that are hits, a lot that are misses. Um, but I think all, all in all, I think a lot of the case studies that we've seen be successful, they've they've had they've tended to have like really successful kind of careers, right? You look at like Bazzy and Xe for you know Element Mystic for a couple weeks was playing Zen, wasn't terrible. Um, Shy obviously famously started as a flex support. Now he's one of the best, you know, hit scan tracer players in, in APAC. Like it's it's that's not wild to me. Um, yeah, no flexibility is, is is always the name of the game, and I feel like that's when Overwatch is at its you know. I hate to be flowery, but it, it's beautiful to see like how flexible and how the players are like, kind of leaning in on their like in-game iq being able to leverage like the the nth degree on certain picks on certain points in the game state of where the cart is and what map we're on it's like yeah no maybe this pick is better because we have this angle and that angle and 
maybe I can right. jump shot here. It's yeah, it's super sick. Like that's when you're you're really utilizing what Blizzard hoped we would when it came to like hero swapping, where it's just like, here's the sandbox. Go, go, go build whatever. Go, go do something. Go do something crazy. And the only sure way you're going to. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> in a way, yeah, but it's still it's 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 sick. I, Krusty famously, um, I've pointed out a lot where he's 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 a weird fan of Moira as well, where it's just like back to basics, guys. We're just going to five man commit. Let's just kill something I'm like, all right. Yeah, Krusty, let's get it. I, yeah, no, I, I agree so much. Flexibility is the name of the game for sure. I so, think that, that it is limited, though. Like, you can't just blanket statement that it is, and especially on tank, it doesn't feel like it because they are definitely like, I don't think you can put like proper on um, on ball and he'll immediately sure. pop. I don't sure. think there that's how it works. Heroes. I also yeah. don't think that works on Winston, right? There's certain heroes. Where hyper mm -hmm. specialization or just having that experience really pays off, and it feels like it's mostly the case in in the tank role, and maybe mostly on the main tanks so far in Overwatch. I'm not sure if it actually is true for any other pick. I think for almost everything else, you can slot in a smart player, and it works somehow. And I've I've no idea. Like ball makes some sense to me, right? Like I Bob, would say Lucio maybe. Yeah, that's right. Where I said it too. Yeah, that makes sense. Be because like. Bob feels so knowledge based, right? In mm -hmm. how how like certain paths work and how momentum works, having a feeling like the the you kind of need uh, a mechanics as well to a certain degree. Um, but monkey, I think like good primals are still an art form. Oh yeah, but like it's it's interesting that it still is such a difference, right, between like fearless and then the next people you know yep or not not necessarily i think there are people now up there but um like let's see here yeah mm -hmm. between fearless and like the worst winstons in the league it's like it's canyon level right oh yeah i mean you put i mean god bless piggy i think he's had a great revitalization of his career i we're finally starting to see what i think a lot of the houston coaches were kind of talking about for a long time with him on charge but like you remove the nameplates and you put Fearless next to Piggy and you watch those VODs. Yeah, there's a difference. There just is. Like, I, I hate to break it to you, but yeah, that that's, you, you know, I think um, Jake kind of was a glowing about this as well, where there was that clip of Fearless just kind of carrying, I don't remember who it was on Widow, just on Hollywood A, just back to spawn, just like double hitting and just like, just taking him for a ride like it's Tekken. Like, what kind of combos is this kid just been labbing? Like, it's it's... Yeah, I think Art Farm is, is well said because it is magical, the stuff that that man can do with that, that hero. It even trickles down to like the rank experience as well, where like, mm. you know, I have so many people complaining about beating hard counter as Winston. You know, like, what do I do as Winston situation? People that mm -hmm. are able to figure it out, they're like, they were plat Overwatch 1, now they're GM1 Overwatch 2. And then the people that don't figure it out are still plat. Yeah. Right? And they're, they're still struggling with Reaper Best. There's no bubble, there's no matrix, there's no secondary tank to pull attention yeah. away from you. I mean, you even saw it in like going back to the Glads game, like whether it's hack, uh, mm -hmm. shield bash with with brigands. Uh, I mean, how many Winston's have we seen dying now to shield bash from yep. rally, right before they get that primal rage off? Uh, Anti nade, oh. uh, sleep dart. Like you, you, you. It is your responsibility to take care of your own. Life. Yep. And like be able to. I mean, I what was it? Houston. Yeah, it was the Houston mayhem. And I'm just have this phenomenal like just ecstasy watching seven seconds to touch and fearless has the wherewithal on cart to jump away mid emp and basically dodges the emp and avoids dying 
He was a solely incentive for him. And he Damn. just gets out of there right there. And it's like stuff like that. It's like, how do you, how do you teach that? Can't you know, teach like that. that yeah. it, it just takes an, an ungodly amount of hours training that, you know? So it's like, that's, that's where like, that's the difference with the fearless cheer and the other. Mm-hmm. There is no carrying. You, you, you like, there's no carrying that, that it's either done or it's not either, yep. you either jump and avoid you either play around the sleep or an eight or you don't, there's, there's nothing that's going to play around. There, there's this beautiful, and I, and I've always, I've always dabbled in bringing vernacular from other esports, trying to like in, inject it into, into our little, you know, tiny little space. And um, there is this um, old uh, StarCraft sense of like this, the star sense where it's like I just have this feeling. I've run through this, this map so many times, and I've seen these, you know, these little tiny nuances that makes me think that, you know, it just there's a feeling that like there's like. Yeah some sort of like trickery about or like they're they're doing a gimmick to me and and that's yeah. like such a good example of it where it's just like oh i bet they have emp i bet they're gonna try emp me let yeah. me just jump out oh i was right sick i just made the play that like yeah. isn't yeah. gonna be talked about but like literally just won us a game yeah 100 and it's 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 those kinds of plays that like you're saying it just separates the good from yeah the Mount Rushmore tier of like yeah you want to be good at Winston all right here's Virilis Vods get 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 to study it yeah, 100%. Oh, it's nuts. Now, Jessica, you did bring up flexibility. Mm-hmm. There is one team that has been a little weird for their region in terms of how flexible they've been. And, Billy, you kind of talked about this, um, kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. Soul Infernal. Mm. Doing a whole lot of, a lot of stuff, uh, especially for an APAC team. Sure um, what is going on there? They're, like you said, they're doing a little bit of ball trickery. You have a great video kind of breaking that down i loved like the, the final like not tldr but like the takeaway it's like yeah it's like a poke comp but like with not poke heroes or it's like it's 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 like don't look at the comp and just immediately you know try to put it in a box look at how it's played look at like what's actually going because it is it is a poke comp just with kind of dive dive heroes a little bit right yeah, I mean, it, with the brig, I mean, it's it's basically thinking like you have all this space to play with, right? So you're mm-hmm. thinking like we need to set up, we want to play around our spam heroes, we want to play around. It starts generally with that backline, right? You play right. the Zenyatta because long sidelines. Okay, then what do we need to pair with the Zenyatta so he doesn't just die? Okay, we'll play it with a brig, right? Um, if this was a meta where Sombra wasn't as OP, we probably see Ana's in, um, but Sombra's pretty strong right now. Other hit scan are not as strong, so you're gonna see Briggs in. And then from there, you know, obviously you're going to play Tracer and then it kind of snowballs to there. We want to play Hitscan, mm. so we're going to play Hitscan, Tracer, Briggs, in, and then what's the tank that we can play with that? Well, we don't have a lot of healing. We don't need a lot of healing if we play ball, so let's go with a ball. And then that's pretty much what happens. And, and you just basically see Mag just, like, absolutely taking, you know. And then obviously you have really strong Briggs in backline, um, really strong Hitscan and MN3 who's getting hard pocket with not only packs harmony orb and it it was it was beautiful to watch it was really well done so that's it's it's kind of in not insane but like it's just fascinating to see them as they've rebranded because this was something that i feel like even back in the the philly days very and this train you know this isn't the even the same coaching staff as it was then but it like for whatever reason they're always the team that like wants to do something a little bit different wants to like try almost feels a little bit western in the way that they approach yeah. you know some you of their Ryan. yeah right <laughs> it, it, they're they're the team Open that's playing up. ryan they're playing the ball they're they're you know 
they're the one to kind of experiment in APAC. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like midseason, I don't know if you have like any kind of strong opinions here, but um, do you think that they might match up a little bit better than they have in APAC with some of the Western teams? Um, I mean, I think that they're just they're, they're one of the best in APAC and they actually mm-hmm. have the flexibility that a lot of the APAC doesn't necessarily have. I always like the joke and I think this is it's not just me talking about this, but like APAC is basically, you know, there's 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 four clowns and a really good DPS player. That's APAC in a nutshell. <laughs> and that's a, it's a bit of an exaggeration. But sure, uh, sure, I mean, sure. yeah, it, it, even going into the last season, there wasn't a lot of respect about some of the APAC play as a whole. But I think, like, you look at somebody like Mag, and I, I, I said this on stream yesterday, and I really... Matt, Mag might be the best APAC player I've seen this season. Wow. Okay. He might be the best, best APAC player. I mean, he's not a DPS player, so people aren't going to, you know, freak sure. out over him. But he is really outclassed every tank that i've seen him play versus mm. um and not just on winston but he's also done well on on Ramancha. he's done really quite well on balls we talked about he's done quite well on reinhardt um and like i think like if infernal is able to compete with the west it's not going to be a shock um i, I mm. still would say it's not exactly a hot take to say hey they're not atlanta level they're not Houston sure level. no of course but but the, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they were competitive. Uh, they have yeah. closer to a completer team with that tank line and with that DPS line than I think some of the other APACs do. Yeah. Another player, I think Mag has gone through such a... It, it, it's such a breath of fresh air to see him off the Justice, and I know that like is a little bit loaded for that team in particular because, again, yeah. we don't know what went on, but like it's very yeah. clear that the guy who came up from contenders and was like an absolute all-star, yeah. making plays, super flexible, went to the Justice and was like hesitant to even like approach to go in to be you know proactive at all. Like very, yeah. I was very publicly incredibly critical of his ball, and now he's coming yeah. out being in, just again. He feels like he. This is what we were promised. This is the yeah, the prince yeah, that was yeah. supposed to, you know, show up and yeah. run rampant as you know our rookie rookie of the year, maybe that year. And yeah, no, it's it's sick to see. I'm so glad that he's finally on like a team that you know. He, yeah. I I don't know why, but you know he's he's kicking ass, and it's good he to really see. Is. He sent that demon Toronto defiant way. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you brought it up. I do have to, you know. There's a little British hurricane. There's a little American tornado. You know, what's going on there? What's going on in Toronto? Is there, you have any takes there as well? I mean, nothing that hasn't already been said. I, I'm, I know me and Yiska in particular are very critical of the Reddit mm-hmm. takes usually. However, I do think <laughs> in this particular one, the easy prediction is the correct prediction. And I think for people that have been aware and known of um, that roster and, and, and the volatility of that roster and, and how high, they can compete at. Um, I think your, your your gut instinct is probably correct. I mean, we can definitely blame Meta. They don't have an S tier tracer player. Um, I know there's a lot of talks about like, oh, you know, Speedily's got it or will be or Hydrant. Mm-hmm. I, I think Hydrant is a pretty decent tracer player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I I don't know exactly like obviously, but he's also their best hit scan, so it's like tricky there. Um, you know, obviously Kaluge playing a lot of Winston, uh, despite kind of a Dante situation, right? Like, oh yeah, this guy mm-hmm. is really good at Winston. Well, this meta is not favorite. He has to actually be engaging here yes. and, and taking space, and it's not happening. So, you know, the meta is not good for him. It's Winston Tracer. It's about as bad as you could possibly. And Sombra to boot, which they don't mm-hmm. have a phenomenal Sombra player either. Uh, so, yeah, but also, I mean, some of the maps on London were just tragic. I think London really stepped up the plate, so that was awesome to see. But, I mean, 
you know, it, it, I mean, even yeah. the Vegas, like Shambali, like three, three going extra innings, like, you know, that's gotta, you gotta that's, put them away. Something's 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 wrong upstairs. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think like, that's going to be like, if you, you, you know, you've, you've been, a lot of these guys have had a lot of success in contenders, obviously, like really just never lost anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you go into league and they all had reasonable success in each of their, uh, respective teams. Okay now the chips are down you're in a bad spiral bad meta you know you're out of practice with each other not everything is rosy were you going to show up or what you know are you Mm -hmm. going to show up or what and i think like that's going to be it's either going to make them or it's going to break them i think a lot of people are counting them out but we could we could see see them totally turn around totally like either completely mental boom be disappointments the rest of the season or totally like flip a switch and come right back out. Um, I think some of the players are still playing well. I still think Ultraviolet's a freak. Um, yeah. yeah. Easily A tier uh, flex support. Um, I still think obviously Hydran is playing well uh, for the most part. I'm a little biased there, but uh, I think it, it just, it's going to depend on what happens. Like, I, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, is it going to last the whole season? I don't know. But I mean, it's, it's, it'd be lying to say that what they're doing right now, if wouldn't be, isn't a massive disappointment. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. I, okay. Let me add to that a little bit as well. I think it's probably safe to say that this roster overall is pretty high up there in terms of uh, spending. And because yeah. like we, we already have confirmation that two top spending orcs were in the market for them and didn't get them. That has reasons though that aren't, you know, specific, like exclusively um, market-based, right? But um, the, the like they are making pretty solid money. They're definitely making like a lot more than the teams they they are surrounded by in the rankings down there, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. This is the worst. Like for a team like this, it, like the meta that started and maybe also a little bit their uh, strength of schedule is just a nightmare, right? Like yeah. I think this is definitely like one of those teams where. If you if the meta is different and their strength of schedule is different, that season looks very different now, right? Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. said, I also think okay. And here, Spalo, I I tried to get one coach. Okay, I'm trying it with you. I asked Gator, would you have built that team differently? Okay. He responded, "That's bait." <laughs> that is bait. That is bait. That is bait. Um. I will I will not bite hook and sinker. <laughs> there you go. Dude, this is so okay, slippery. Nibbler. That it is, is tugging. It is, it is a disaster that you spend that much money and you still have weaknesses in miracles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the where if you're a Toronto, you might you it's either all it's a it's a risky move because you don't have an S tier tracer player. You don't have an S tier main tank player. You spent as much money as you have. Three support players, three DPS players. I, you, you're banking on American Tornado confidence. That's what you're banking on. Yeah. You're banking on the gangs back together. We're going to go out there with an attitude and we're going to hit him in the mouth. And if it doesn't work, you know. So we can look at it, I think, objectively and be like, okay, yeah, they didn't have the, the roster holes filled. But that, to mm-hmm. me, kind of kills the whole point of the roster in the first place. The, the, the goal of the roster wasn't to have every single hero pool filled, for better right. or worse. The goal of the roster was to have American Tornado all over again. 
And they're going to live or die by that, I think. And I think whether you think that's a flawed decision or not, you know, that's up for debate. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm. What if they get like one of those guys that were rumored for a while, like Aspire, you know, like was someone that I don't know if that was ever th um, anything to that. I actually didn't ask. So maybe it's yeah. reckless to bring that up. But like just well, hypothetically, right? Yeah, Aspire, I, I think would, is a great player, but I, I don't think he solves their issues. Yeah. Mm. I think Aspire is just Hydran, essentially. And you could yeah. argue that he's, he's maybe a little better at the hit scans, maybe not quite as flexible, but that you still have a tracer gap. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're not, so it's like it's still, you still have the issues there. So, you know, you could be like, well, they should have gotten, you know, uh, Rocket or whoever or Venom or they should have gotten Mikey and they should have just gotten 17 more players. But, you know, right. it's like, yeah, yeah. you're already pushing the bill as it is. Oh, for sure. Do you think it's as different if Rana is in there? Oh, you took my point. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, even just have Reiner Winston was good. Yeah. So, yes. Mm -hmm. And he fits the mold. So, yes. Mm -hmm. That was and the we're talking big... About, we're talking about, like, 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 I feel like with this team, it's always, like, if mental is such a big part of it, which I yeah. predict that it is, just a nudge. You know, if you got a slightly better Winston player, win just a couple more maps, win a couple mm -hmm. more games. Like, it could, you know, we're talking about, like, could be two or three more games won this yeah. past stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's the early on in this in the preseason, I, I had like a very specific take where I was like, yeah, you know what? I think and this was prior to um, Atlanta kind of like, you know, adding to their their tank core. I was like, oh, no, I think I think Toronto might might have something because I was like, all right, if they get Reiner and the AT core is coming back. They can kind of play that like you're saying, like just hyper aggressive you know we're just yeah. gonna like just run at you and do some crazy stuff um obviously that's not the case with kaluge um as much as i thought he had a respectable season last year um very very kind of like hesitant on winston you know very i i like to call it you know calculated but still yeah. gun shy you know he's not necessarily like just getting in there creating that space it's like he's kind of waiting it feels like he's waiting for like that that perfect opportunity um or or is like you know trying to like get online with you know a partner i don't know hard to hard to kind of like parse through for me but yeah it just doesn't doesn't fit and it doesn't seem like it's all that comfy for them either no. and it's all over the place because then now like that's that's one criticism of like the tank line but then you have like the the triple dps and they're always on rotation and it's like okay i thought i had a good read on them from pro-am where it's like okay sam comes in on rialto and like he has his maps but now he's coming in a whole lot more and then there's this queen comp that they're playing i'm like okay what what, what, yeah. what are we doing here yeah. what, what's going on yeah it's like sam's like the flex dps but also speedily yeah. flex dps but speedily is a tracer specialist but he's also <laughs> not a great tracer yep. and then sam is the hanzo player and he's a really good hanzo and mm -hmm, Hydran's, yeah. but Hydran's also the reported better tracer player, but he's not actually playing tracer because he's playing hit scan. Yeah. And so it's like, it's a bit of a mess, you know, it's yeah. a bit of a mess. Now I will say, Magid might open up a couple of options for them on some other maps. So like the problem right now with Toronto is they just, besides UV, they don't have anybody who's going to do anything. Like, mm -hmm. and I hate to be harsh to there, but if you're playing Sombra Tracer, like either Sam's going to hit a shot on Hanzo. Yeah. Or that's it. Or Hydran will hit a shot on Hanzo like that, or or, or UV, UV like will it, make yeah. a play. UV will make a play. That 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 you don't have playmakers anywhere else. Like I think like um, you know, Speedily is not a bad tracer by any means. I mean, the, who knows confidence and coordination could be factoring there, but he's not he's not carrying fights by any yep. means. So yep. um, UV, imagine 
if you get a map like New Queen Street, you get a map like Blizzard World, we're able to find a way to force Anakiri if that composition is even viable anymore. Hmm. Um, you know, you, you pull Houston Outlaws. We now have a third factor who can actually make plays in Magic. So um, maybe that's something. A, a little bit of that X factor in there. That it's it's not you can't play Anakiri on most maps, but there are a few that definitely open things up mm-hmm. for them. Great, agreed. And is there a world? I, I've always was I was always um, very respecting uh, of No Hill, but what really kind of like pushed me over the edge with his you know uh, creativity or, or the his creative mind. Um, were, were these like diva comps last year on on Dorado that he had Valiant running? I was like, oh, that's 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 tricky. I like that. That's that's mm-hmm. cute. Is there a world where maybe he gets Kaluge to buy into like a, a diva something or other? Yeah, Anything there? I mean, I, I I think if they were able, to, I mean, that would be the perfect situation to run the Onakiri, right? right? Mm-hmm. Run out Rialto diva Onakiri. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could greed Hanzo Tracer or Widow Tracer there, but if you could, that's like your optimal composition mm-hmm. at least in this current meta for this mm-hmm. for this team. Yeah. I just don't know how well that's aged and how well that's sure, of course. like S tier Sombra Tracer. <laughs> I but honestly, like, why are we even why are we even concerned about that right now? Let's just beat Washington, <laughs> right? Know, let's, let's let's see if we can, you know, like let's 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 knock out these mid table teams first. Mm-hmm. It sucks that that's where we're at with this team because yeah, yeah. I will also say, okay, the the following what I will say sounds a little cynical because if you know me, like that Jogging. might as well be interpreted that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I truly mean it. I really liked how serious they took their media obligations. And I sure, think yeah. a good American Tornado is really, really would be so good for the league. If mm-hmm. that Team America oh, yeah. like popped really off, went into the World Cup, could, you know, like to carry that momentum, maybe, you know, challenge for a title or whatever, that would be huge for the esport, I think. Especially if you can do it at BlizzCon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they got a big mouths like me, mm-hmm. so it's like we talked about this. It's like yeah. mouths, you know, money talks, but mouths talk money. So, you know, it's like it, it, people want to know that kind of a storyline. And honestly, Toronto not being very good, boring. Yeah, you know, nobody nobody likes the, the shit London, talker. Right, that's yeah. part of what made the London and Atlanta thing pretty good. Yeah, because it's like Atlanta was like a pretty good team, you know, and it's like it was like now it's just like I don't know. People, What's that? You're getting people, blacklisted? Oh, crazy! Yeah, I Weird. know. And all that freaking out. Um, but mm-hmm. like this now, it's like one plays Atlanta or Toronto. You know, Freudian slip. Uh, I mean, you might even have like people pre- predicting London as you know as, yeah. as rough as their season goes, and like that's 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 not a very fun narrative. Mm-mm. No, no. It's it's my favorite part when people like get into a position where a stream team is uh, strong enough to really start talking shit. That Gator interview went so hard, dude. Like, he's just, like, invincible at this point. You know, yeah, like, you can yeah, just, yeah. like, really... It, whatever, like, you you had against him before, like, you, you can't argue the results at the moment, right? Like, No, mm-hmm. no. I, 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 was, I was getting ticked off as some people in, the, in that Reddit thread. Okay, that doesn't come a theme with you and me, Eska. It's like... Yeah. Uh, like getting ticked off at the red is that people were like acting like he was egotistical. Man, is he just he's speaking speaking facts? Yeah, he yeah. wasn't even pumping himself nope. up. He was pumping his team up. Like you know, he's like you know, I put the roster together. I don't even necessarily do a lot. He was downplaying his own coaching mm-hmm. role. Yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I I I gained a lot. I think that was a great interview. I gained a lot of respect from them. I swear, your two best interviews have been the two Atlanta guys, Gator and Hawk. <laughs> yeah, best interviews. Yeah, there's there's something to be said about career longevity in overwatch and there is a clear pattern of like 
better interviews the longer you are in the scene. Oh, um, yeah. Like you can't can virtually not expect anyone in their first rookie season to give perfect interviews. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> there are some notable outliers. I remember like my first interview with Hydron. I pick up the, <laughs> I pick up the, <laughs> the video. I pick up the video. He stands on his chair, has like you know the the double finger fingers pointed into the yeah. camera and goes like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> like just oh yeah, you just uh, owed me in the nuch. Like I don't know what to say. About Hydrant. So I I I don't even remember how it happened. This was back when I was like 2018. Okay. I was coaching like random players and ring. I coached Hydrant for like. Oh, no shit. Two or three or four times in a couple of odd reviews in Hitscan. In fact, this was back also when he played Doomfist. He was a Doomfist in the Hitscan play. I coached his Widowmaker, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And got it. He was around Masters, I think, when I initially coached him, and then up to top 500. And we would, we would hang out and try here at FFA and find him and try here at FFA. A couple times we would do um, 1v1s at Black Forest. And I have a lot of clips of me killing him. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and, and basically, dude, that guy's ego, man. That guy's ego just grew as he got better and better and better. I remember he got Kefri Hackusated. <laughs> um, and then I'd, I'd come out of the woodworks to defend him. I'm like, I've been coaching this guy for forever, but yeah, nice wife. Every, every time I'm like, nice job, dude. He's always like, you know, how's your wife? And I'm like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a guy. Like, the, the, his career is nuts to me. Like, it, I feel like when mm-hmm. American Tornado popped off, he was probably like the, the, we, like the perceived weakest or least talked about in, in some yeah. way, right? Now yeah. he's... Like other than UV, who he told me like, but he's <laughs> after the like, I I still remember him telling me, UV, new alarm. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, like it's just it's a great personality. I think a lot of his strength comes from his personality, but yeah. I think it is wrong to just think of him as a. Uh, as like cocky he can be really calm and really collected and argue a point like calmly as well like that's the side i saw on the player panel we really considered yeah. options right so i think that yeah. yeah this kid is just like incredible i don't want to toot his horn anymore because if he watches this i don't want the ego growing anymore but like obviously like you play under gunba and mayhem last season sure. very, like you you, that team was very, very exuberant and excited. But if you think that if he was going to be a jackass in that team, if that would have flown, you know, like mm-hmm. obviously, like he he played no. well in that team. I'm surprised he didn't play more with that team. Um, but yeah, he's a great player. He's a good communicator. Um, I mean, very smart <laughs> player. I mean, he his sombra is actually pretty serviceable as well, coming from that from that knowledge. But. Hmm. Look, there's only so many players that ever got off the gunbar bench, okay? Like, that's a formative experience. Yeah. <laughs> many have yeah. failed. Yeah. Yeah. He drives a tight ship down yeah. there in the... Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Speaking of, you know, Florida's, Florida's on the menu, I suppose. Is okay. there... We talked about them kind of, you know, would you say in the upper echelon of the West oh, yeah. or is that, oh, you know, sure. okay. For sure. For sure. I mean, especially with Gladi, if we're, if we're saying upper echelon is like what a four teams, right? Sure. I think it's fair. I, I think you have to include, you have to Florida. Mm-hmm. I think they're, um, you know, they, they still have the, I won't say mechanical limitations, but you know, it's not like we're going to say checkmate is the, the best trace 
he is a great tracer. He's not a B tier tracer at Plant mm-hmm. Chat. Right, but, um, <laughs> but but he's not he's not stalker, you know, and and yeah. and you know they and uh, you know Merit is a phenomenal mechanical player, mm. who I would say might be their best mechanical player. Um, but I, I would say that where they don't, that they're a solid mechanical team. Their strategic execution is really good, and one thing that makes them really, really, really dangerous is they're very unpredictable. Mm. Um, you don't know. I mean, they're the team that rolled out with like they they're rolling out on these Reaper May Moira comps, right? Yeah. Like, wait, 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 what? Like, hang on, wait, that's a thing now. Like in the in the Ramat, they rolled out on the counter Winston comp. They're playing Toronto. They're playing Gladiators. Oh, guess what? Not trying to play your defensive Winston dive into our Ramatra Ash Tracer Kiriko on the flank composition, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and they really pioneered that composition. And then when everybody else tried to copy it, they just stopped playing it. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's mainstream. So we don't do that anymore, you know? And they've been doing that even back to last season. Yeah. They, 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 they are the mavericks of new comps. They, they don't care if it's optimal, if it's good enough, and it's mm. going to throw, you know, a, a wrench in your things. We're going to play it. And then when just when you figure it out, we're going to stop playing it. Um, and that's where you have the strengths of people like someone who's extremely flexible. Uh, obviously, Checkmate's very flexible as well. Uh, you know, Merit is reasonably flexible. And then I, I, I talked about this a little bit um, recently, but I, I think RuPaul, it belongs, and this is going to be a little bit of a hot take review. RuPaul is an A-tier flexible. Um, I don't hate that. At, at this season. Nope. Uh, I, I think, you know, okay, Shu, you know, you know, Twilight, okay, Fielders, the people, at the very least, their seniority deserves, you know, our... our you know, if we're not sure, they probably get it just because we're not sure and they've earned the right to be yeah. the S tier. But RuPaul has played really well this season. Lights out. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's played really well. Um, and on, on everyone knows, oh, Baptiste, yeah, he's the Batiste guy, right? Well, his on has also been nuts yes. this season. His on has been really good. I think his Kiriko has been his weakest hero, but I say that without actually being able to study uh, POV. So I, I, don't, I even say that with hesitation. I don't know if that's the case. That's just my gut feeling. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's, he's played really well. And and you know, yes gets over there with the replay viewer. I'm not gonna say yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna go yeah. on that not, not gonna go on that tangent. <laughs> Be I'm guess. Try not to. Um but he's great. He's he's A tier. He's A tier. And anybody who thinks otherwise, like if he if he's on UV's level, maybe a step behind UV, but he he's he's an A tier flex support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Players develop, RuPaul's developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's looked fantastic. I think um am as much as people want to like you know bunny ears it and and you know draw some questions of you know how serious was everybody taking it look homie hits nades he hits sleeps he's killing yep. people cross map like yep. he's a playmaker he's doing his yep. job you know he's doing his job at a at a role level where it's like okay i'm checking all the ana boxes i'm playing within yep. the comp well but i'm going the extra mile i'm plus one i'm sometimes even plus two it, it's it's yep. i mean come on like yeah, yeah no this guy is playing very very well i i also just love like the story of how this team comes together and like it's it's just like a like a story of many smart moves in opportune moments right Mm -hmm. yeah like checkmate could have easily just been a meme being the main tank player right like i think in hindsight they probably regret not playing in on dps before but then again (laughs) they had yaki back then so okay um I think like the someone catch oh, oh, that someone is arguably the only 
South Korean main tank that has hit in the first season that they've played in a long time. Kellen? It's been a minute, yeah. Cold, yeah. right? So Mag know, needed two seasons to get up there. Max and yeah. Janbin not to the same level that they were in the contenders, right? Someone yeah. instant, instantly they're up there, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you have Merit, smart choice. They try to get go for Happy. Happy is uh, pursued by Houston. They're like, wait, you're looking for Happy? Why not give us Merit? They get Merit, right? <laughs> then, like, the defiant drop the huge contract of Chorong, opportunistic, Albert Ye stands in front, in front of that porch and hands him a contract, right? <laughs> and that, that kid is also a great main support, right? So oh, yeah. And you can play Kiri, I mean Kiriko too. Yes. It's really important right now. Yeah. And that was always known that he has a really solid flex support to back it up, right? Like he's, he's before Violet sort of like pioneered this, um, he he did it like from the other way around. Already we knew that he was capable of it before he joined the Overwatch League as, mm -hmm. as well. And then he also, I mean, on an underwhelming Defiant team, still looked pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay, you have one kid that flushes Salad, right? But I'm not sure what how good Sauna is at the moment, but um, yeah, like, I, but he they didn't really need him to perform yet. But everything else about this team, like the fact that they have like a project player and don't just cynically field a, a coach <laughs> as well. Like, how can you not love how that roster came together all in all, right? Like, and the success story here is cr uh, crazy. I'm actually not sure yes. how how um, how high their spending is. I think it's probably lower than people expect. I'm not sure if they are among the lowest. That's probably not the case, given how cynically min some teams have been uh, this year. Mm. But yeah. like they're they're still probably fulfilling the definition of a budget roster. I would, uh, maybe uh, I, I'd have to research. But all in all, they're, like they're overshooting, they're overshooting yes. for certain mm -hmm. results to, to spending. Yes, six and two, and like crazy. I, I, you know, yeah, I can come into my mentions on Twitter and flame me for some of my takes, but I'll infinitely glaze that guy. I think one of the the most underappreciated GMs. You want to talk about, you know, kind of turning a franchise around. Like, this team sucked for a long time. Yeah. This team was bad with a capital B. Like, yeah. and now, you know, he, you can, he can come on the show and talk about how he got his pick of the litter. Like, he got all yeah. of his guys. And, like, that, to me, is is a work in progress for multiple years. But now you've kind of re... How do I want to say this? Like re-emboldened or or at least changed the narrative of the team in the player's eye where it's like, ah, do I really want to go to the Valiant? Do I want to go to the Mayhem? Eh, it's it's a little rough. Like if I have to, I will. And it's like, no, this this at this point, I'm I almost would wonder if it's a destination spot where it's just like, yeah, no, I get to play with great players. Mm, yep. Coaching staff that, you know, maybe you know has has a great front office and is gonna feed me stuff. Maybe I can be a little autonomous. You know, far be it for me to, you know, assume things, but um yeah, no, it seems like a great environment. Doing well. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of great things because I'm was friends with a lot of the players that have worked sure. with Mayhem in the past. And um there's mixed signals about some of like like Gunba is a very controversial yeah. character. Mm -hmm. Let's just put Agreed. it that way. Um, sure. without go without going into details there, maybe it doesn't line up with my personal coaching philosophy. Um but the results you know like sure. the results yeah. were, and and i will say this um whether this reflects off of gunba or yeah or just the players that they happen to pick up 
there was a lot of positive feedback about the player environment um, mm. and the way the guys got along, you know, and you can even see it in the, just look at the player yeah. camps. These guys are having a good time, mm-hmm. you know, they're out there and they're in there and they're having a great time. And I think like that's something that like, well, whatever else you want to say about that team's environment, the players enjoy spending time with each other. They enjoy playing together. There's excitement. Um, I mean, RuPaul's always like grinning, like he just stole an apple, you know? Um, sure. and, and like, you know, and, and, and they play really well. They play really, really well. And like you said, I think like this team, I mean, from what I've seen, they're not, they deserve to either beat the gatekeeper or mm-hmm. edging into the upper echelon. And like, that is a huge transformation, right? And that's yeah. not a blink of the eye transformation. No. either. That was going from garbage tier to last year to being meh uh, until, until they played London and they were just gods. And then, then this season, now they've actually progressed even further. Now yep. that now they're like, we're actually thinking about. I think this team is like potentially top tier, and mm-hmm. like that's. I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, yep, as, yep. As of like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah, if if we're gonna if we're gonna celebrate the the dragons, you know, zero and forty to come back to winning a, a season, I feel like in the same vein, I think mayhem as a franchise sure. in the history books um, should go down as as you know quite a quite a. Uh, and a testament to hope and you know what yeah. you know some some elbow grease and really getting getting serious with yourself can, can do for franchise it's it's nuts they're doing well right. yeah it's All it's right. like gumba is like you're locked in here with me now with your budgets <laughs> across the league right yeah you lowered yourself to my level ha ah, now i'm dragging you right like much, yeah. and also talking to him has like big house md energy i remember like oh, he yeah. he like when i did an interview i'm pretty sure he was playing a wow raid during the entire time during the interview with mm. Eddie Wood. Like he's, he's just built <laughs> to do something. This is, yeah. 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 I, I, I've heard some stories about Gunbun. The, the, the guy doesn't turn off. No. Doesn't turn off. So, it's uh, credit I, to him. Yeah. 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 Build differently is, is one way to say it. Yeah. You, for sure. You, you kind of. We're, 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 there's this general thread of like, oh, great player environment, and you know that should do well, and you know there's some correlative success when it comes to like you know match match day. Uh, there is a team that uh, it's pretty obvious, uh, maybe not the best player environment right now. Uh, a team that probably should be at the top of the leaderboard and are struggling to put away some of the bottom of NA. It's the shock. Mm. Uh, yeah. What what gives, Spilo? Why why? Oh man, like I, I, I mean, I've I've talked about this. You know, I hate to beat the dead horse. You sure. Know, the, the, the housing situation. I think even like I watched a little bit of your interview yesterday with, with with Violet, and it's like you know the whole rookies are in there. They downgraded mm. support line. Um, he saying hasn't showed up. Uh, backline hasn't showed up. Tank line hasn't showed up. Blame that on rookie nurse. Blame that on the synergy. Maybe blame that on it being overrated. I, I think it's really too early to say that. But there's just everything that could have gone wrong mm. is going wrong with this team. Slow start, lack of in-game leadership, downgrade mechanically uh, in terms of the backline, and then obviously whatever's going on behind the scenes. And and like, let's face it, like this, this we confidence and luck has a big hand in how teams perform. Sure. Um, so, like, if you start off like this with that many rookies, I mean, who's going to turn that ship around? I mean, we're asking mm-hmm. this about Toronto Defiant. Yeah. I'm sure as heck you're going to ask that about Shock, you know? Just proper strike you as somebody who's going to be, like, rally the troops and going to give a big speech. And mo- No, proper sounds like he's just the guy who's there to perform and go home. You know, he's going to go out there and, you know, do his job. 
Yep. Um, and I, I just don't know, like, I don't know the players' personalities, but somebody has to step up. Yep. And the problem with coaching alone is that, like, coaching can develop that, but you can't snap your fingers and have players like that. No. And if you don't have players like that, it doesn't matter how good your coaching is. Immediately, it's not going to fix that. You have to have player leadership in Overwatch. Um, otherwise, you're screwed. So, like, whatever else is going on with Shock in terms of this tank, uh, musical chairs, you know, playing Sombra May for God knows why on Antarctica, Um, you know, and then obviously, you know, Finn maybe not really developing as much as we would have liked. Is Venn Dime overrated? Whatever. But it just, it's just so much crap. So much crap. You know, and proper... I think the narrative is that Proper is still performing well, and it's, it's right. He is performing. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. Uh, there's nothing that's changed about Proper at all. Just the world has kind of come tumbling around him, you know. Um, so Proper's still a great player, but team play, coordination, mechanical level of skill around him just isn't. I think I was think- thinking it maybe, because like you know, I look at Proper's performances on Tracer, S tier. The rest, not as carryable. Right, like all the other yeah. heroes that he could be playing. So why why not just play Tracer down, set that in stone? Everyone else can figure out what they're best at and f- figure out something around that. Like yes, one of the strength of this player is that he's hyper flexible. But if like, not on Sombra. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not on Sombra, and that's that's why I've been questioning it. It's not the Sombra May composition. It's not even when they okay. It is a little bit when they played it. The Rialto first attack. I get it. I'm 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 okay with that. But they couldn't mm. play it. They could they could it, it looked horrible. They had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Um and in situations like Antarctica, please don't do that there. But you're right. Like why why would is Sombra May that good of a composition to justify it when you don't have a lip? When you don't even have a happy. I mean yeah. happy's a significantly better Sombra than proper. Yeah. The answer is no. What what are you doing? So I I don't know. Questions situations like that really make me scratch my head, you know. Um you need to use the tools that you're given and, and it doesn't feel like they're doing that. But also at the same time, is that just, is that just a short-term solution? Like what's, what's the long-term thing here? You know, like what, 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 what's going on? What are we going to do? You know, like, cause I, I don't know like what the shock season is going to look like. If going on. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is a 16 game regular season. What not if short-term solutions are required in this? <laughs> I know it's over. Like it's yeah. like it, it, you, you have, I mean, when does the next uh, stage start? Is it four weeks, three weeks, longer. five weeks? Longer, actually. Yeah. Um, I think, like, for the, the teams that are out now, I think the entire break might be... I think the Paris Eternal might now be on the break of either six or seven weeks. Uh, but Eric can okay. fact-check me there. Um, I think it's super long. Yeah, I just made assumptions. Oh, they haven't announced cool. when they're starting up again? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm just thinking like, oh, it's like last season, you know, I, it's for some reason, this is where like my weakness has always been like the logistics. I have no idea what's going on. I don't know what day it is. Like, I don't know. Sure. So it's yeah. like, but, but it's like, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> six, five, four, six weeks. I mean, even four weeks is a long time. And then, you know, that's it. By the way, that was, that was a, uh, a treat from a recent Seeker stream that I watched. Um. Apparently, that uh, team hasn't been scrimming in two weeks. <laughs> or three. Valiant hasn't been scrimming in two weeks. Yeah, that's what he said on his stream. Really? That yeah. team is scuffed. <laughs> and they're still comparatively Man. for, like, basically having the most cynically min, uh, like, you know, Man. options. No team house, m- probably min contracts, right? Like, no yeah. org support, no social media, nothing. Like, they are still not 
Paris Eternal bad at the moment, oh. right? Well, well, mm -hmm. how many wins? Two, three? No, I think that they're they zero, right? They're at zero and eight, but they have uh, they're four and twenty-four, whereas Vegas is one and twenty-four. Oh, oh. so they got some maps in For some reason, I thought they, they, they yeah. I mean, I, I think like that's definitely one of those situations where it's like you know you compare that to Shock, and you're like, wait, this team almost beat Shock. Like, yeah, way closer than yeah. Yeah, Wake listen, I should have been. I mean, obviously, everyone talks about Seeker a lot with that team. I actually think Crawley's a pretty good player as well. I, I think he's a good communicator. He's the type of player that, like, Shock probably doesn't have right now, to put it mm -hmm. that way. Um, yeah. And that's where I, I, you know, kind of circling back to that, that Sombra, uh, yeah, Sombra May video that you kind of posted, um, there was this emphasis on, like, timing, and it's like, yeah. okay... We can we can probably rightfully criticize some of you know Proper's plays on Sombra. It doesn't necessarily feel like his most comfortable hero, but if there was to be like this injection of communication, leadership, somebody to kind of like you're saying rally the troops, do you think that maybe changes where they can kind of get on the oh, same yeah. page? Oh yeah, I mean, so, like, it's either, but but how is that going to happen? You know, who's right? Sure, step sure, up sure. There, right? But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it's a key thing. Like I think like the archetype of like having the alpha chad shot caller is sure. like kind of gone the way of the dodo uh at least in pro play but it is like the level one and then mm -hmm. a lot of these teams aren't at, are at, feel like at like level zero you know yeah. having somebody that understands old economy understandings push pull old chains hey guys we're gonna, i'm gonna dive deep with primal but i'm not gonna commit because they're gonna have rally so i'm gonna disengage what's our next plan after that right. you know and i think like that's where like a lot of teams would benefit from having at least a player that can do this much mm -hmm. less much more so like they prefer players um, and i think like some of these teams that are underperforming this is always how it's been and i've been coaching for ages this you will teams aren't very good at that yeah, and and as dumb as it sounds, you know, you'll have like Overwatch League players that don't ult track and plan properly, and or they'll do the bare minimum, you know. And so like having somebody that can like actually not only plan properly but like call the timing of these engages consistently, as stupid as it sounds, people forget to do that, or they don't do it consistently, and like teams will suffer. That was my favorite trivia. I think Fixa did it, where he ult tracks apparently oh, yeah. like typing in chat. And then he accidentally, yeah. after the match, hit enter on the ult track. And I was like, did he try to, like, like imply he leaked their IP address or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a DOS attack. Homie, homie's out here alt tracking like he's tracking jungle camps in League of Legends in, like, 2011. Like, he's like, okay, I got a red buff at uh, 2304, and in three minutes it'll be, it's just like, all right, I I'm mean, however it needs to be done. I don't really care. Just get it done. I'm just waiting for somebody to use like one of those rank strats on the somber comp where you like go, you know, you know, hey Finn, you know, and and, and match chat and Finn stops and is like, what? And you hack and kill the guy who's typing, you know, like, <laughs> like just waiting for that to actually happen in a game. I mean, I wouldn't put it past some teams. To, you oh, know, yeah. there, there's some definitely some chatters. You know, you know. Yeah, they're 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 in there cooking up some stuff. Um, yeah, no, shock is uh is a little uh all over the place. Uh, not too there's there, there's so many there's like a litany of like oh yeah that hollywood where they're playing junkard queen and everybody's all off doing their own thing and you've got yeah. people trying to peel and then the junkard queen's off in a corner and can't actually get healed it's like all right well yeah. that's kind of the that's kind of where we're at guys so this is yeah. this, like you said it's, level level zero it's it's base it's also this is once again like when i talk to uh chris chung mm. uh, the general manager of the uh san francisco shock he's told me like 
we still believe this roster is the one that will bring us to the promised land. And immediately, I have a little gun bar sitting on my shoulder going like, <laughs> if, if your team doesn't put it on after three weeks of playing together, you probably have, you know, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that interview and I remember that statement. And while I disagree, I only have to disagree. Sure. And I think the, the problem is, is that you can build leadership and synergy, but if it's like not a productive environment and there's so much negativity, you don't really develop out of that. Like it, 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 it more than anything, it might discourage development, right? Um, you know, they, they talk about like, you know, the hottest fires produce, but also the hottest fires burn up a lot of potential op like opportunity as well. And I think like, that's kind of like the real danger that you like have players like proper who maybe he can tough it out and be a much better player, right? Like a hottie situation in 2020. Mm -hmm. But London Spitfire 2020 also burned out a lot of players that may have had potential down the road too. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, I don't know. Kind of go either way. Yeah, it's, it's rough streets. Like we said, uh, half the season's pretty much done and dusted and they have three ones under their belt. Yeah. That's, uh, that it's ain't great. Two. Almost two. Yeah, yeah and I, also yeah. really like they have wins against the Defiant, the Excelsior, and the Los Angeles Valiant, and they've not clean swept one of them, right? Yep. No. This yeah. is could, could have lost Shock and Valiant. Yeah. Uh, you mean uh, uh, NYXL and Defiant? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, true. Like though both of those were three two series and they weren't mm -hmm. <laughs> they weren't exactly like the decisive kind of three and two, right? Where you no. just toss it out like. Or like you almost win both of those other maps. Uh -huh. That was. Um... I feel like New York should have won that game too. Yeah, New York should have. It should have three zero. Yeah, Rialto probably goes a lot different if you know. I for I'm forgetting if it was an actual C9 or not, but there was some like fuckery on you know the end of A. No, I, I, I doesn't touch, and then they reverse sweep. It's like, oh no, Kellen, please. Yeah, Bye. no, yeah. Kellen deserves some you know kimchi dinner for that for like <laughs> for tossing that away for sure. Yeah, Krusty's in his DMs. He's, he's what's his, what's your PayPal, Kellen? Come on, yeah. get paid. Yeah, no, it's rough. Um, last last. Team particular question. I want to throw this at you before maybe sure. we get into some some brief uh, predictions uh, for you know the the knockout stage. Sure. Um, your particular Joe team. Are we a Spark or are we a Charge fan? You have you, mm. you any opinions? I don't have an opinion. I mean, okay. all I hear is that there's the j easy storyline from Jimmy and Piggy. So True. like, I mean, the answer is pretty easy. But I mean, <laughs> I might have to be a little bit NPC with my opinion on this one. It's just too much fun not to. Oh. Um, you know oh, what? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say the replay viewer thing. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite little anecdote to pull up about the replay viewer thing. Okay. Is freaking watching Custa vod reviewing Jimmy from the YouTube video, and and watching the kill feed. <laughs> and he's just sitting there like, well, Jimmy didn't get any kills in the kill feed, so that he wasn't playing very well. Yeah. And yeah. that was pretty much how the vod review went. And I'm like, what? What? There we go. Century am I living in, man? Like, what is this? Like, 1997? Like, come on! There's just no way. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the, I'll pull for the charge, charge. Fair play. It's also there's also conflict of interest because I can't vote for Team China right now. I'm, I'm technically helping World Cup. Ah, uh, okay, so all right. That's fair. That's fair. It doesn't work. So, no. we need, we need everything going our way. I think this falls. <laughs> <laughs> You know, any little little way I can contribute. Here's what they don't tell you on the North American 
side of social media and especially Reddit. Piggy and Jimmy, in my opinion, yes, Jimmy fucked at the start of the uh, not, uh, of the qualifiers. I think he's been pretty quiet recently. I think the real superstars of that team are Choice One. That dude is <sighs> still fucking unreal. That yeah. nobody bought yeah. that kid out. And honestly, yeah. that yeah. backline is very likely to be the best in uh, in APEC. Yeah. Right? No, I, 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 I believe it. I believe it. I mean, Choice One was like the tracer and like definitely one of the most impressive tracers. I mean, it, it's so hard to watch because it's so inconsistent about like what POVs you're going to get on the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's, he's really, really quite good. And, um, and I, I agree with the backline as well. I mean, everyone's talking about Xerneas, Brig, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> On my my support, Mount Rushmore personally, but that's just because I'm just a little bit of biased. Um, as we get to Preds, um, do we have that? Eric, do we have that loaded? Is that something we could do? I hate to... I hate to do there that on the fly. Yeah, but yep, yep. We're getting there. We're getting there. He's a consummate professional. I'm lining. Eric I'm lining is a beast. Up. And I'm lined. I suppose we could probably go from the top down. Sure. How are we feeling? Glad's mayhem to start us off. All right. So Easy. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know preface this by saying so many of these matches are like, what side of the bed do we wake up on? Yes, sure, exactly. I agree. Yes. Um, mayhem three one. Yeah, I like it. I like it, yeah. I like it a lot, especially with, you know, the way that gladiators have been performing. You know, I think you kind of prefaced this earlier with the yeah. discussion around, you know, that justice head-to-head where it's like, okay, well, they're kind of playing yeah. down yeah. up to their opponent, and it's like, Mayhem, they've been yeah. professionals through and through Glad just all season. In tournaments, though. Last season, getting PDS. True, you know, like these guys true. Just, they, I, think, I think Face hands out the crack right before they, they, they get on the computers. <laughs> it's just it's a different team. Um, Jeez, I don't know this one because Washington is. Everybody knows that they're inconsistent, but they they really are. Like I think yeah. Boston is actually, ironically, compared to the, the rumors earlier in the season, are, are fairly consistently decent, mm. right? Um, outside of the one Vancouver outlier, but say the safest pred would be like a three zero or three one Boston. Yeah, I think that's safe. I think there's I, room for like a Flora Alpha Yi, you know, yeah. they're just going to like run a map or two yeah. and make this maybe close. But and I think yeah. in most like simulations, Boston probably just takes yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, Actually, I agree. I agree. It, it also depends on the map pool, too. If we got a sure, Lucian sure. Tower, it could it could be messy because like Boston's Boston's not going to make the double flex work on the mm. two times in a row. I actually have the sim- simulations uh, courtesy of our friend RD. Um so the Justice Boston matchup in ten thousand simulations is fifty three percent Boston, with the most likely outcomes being three one for Boston, followed by three two for Justice. Interesting. Where they went on counter picks, I'd guess. And if I'm more push and cough, I think. That's yeah. How, that's how that. Yeah. Yes. Let yeah. me. Let me. Okay. I'm placing the second graphic, Eric. Uh, here we go. Is that the right game? Yes. So, Justice is almost certainly uh, going to win control. Um, and then, <laughs> Boston Uprising is almost certainly going to win hybrid. And yeah. the escort is a toss-up. And mm. because of that, it's like Boston, if they get to, uh, to push, then it's, once again, Boston favored with 81%. Interesting. Um, so... Interesting. 
And that is based on, you know, how they played in prior matches on the respective, um, you know, maps. Also, you know, measured against the uh, SOS of that respective team. So, it, honestly, yeah. like, the, the predictive power of this model has... It, it basically currently it's beats the good, best. Yeah. Like, if RD had actually kept to his preds, he would be number one since the uh, our rank or his, ah. since he started doing it in terms of the preds he just like interesting so um this is super interesting how that works also because the author frequently doesn't believe in the efficacy of the model preds against it and takes an l because something <laughs> interesting happens <laughs> it just it just shoots out some oddity and a they're modern, just like nah, a modern frankenstein yeah yeah kind of so yeah monster okay so <sighs> Yes, guy. Are you? Are you? Is your butthole kind of clenching on this one? Shock on Titans, dude. Oof. I, I hold my hands. What are you saying? <laughs> I think you. I think you know where it's going. I think you. You gotta walk into the light with me, brother. This walk it, into the light. I, yeah, you got it. I think so. Yeah. Um. This is very close, by the way, according to Adi. It's a fifty-two percent. Mm. Uh, Titans. Okay. Um. Like map scores, everything possible just between three one, three two for shock, or uh, three two and oh and three for titans. That's all wow. roughly about equally possible. Um, map distributions. Let's see. There's a ton of fifty fifties in here, unless it's escort where titans will just stomp and then push yeah. where shock will just stomp. But everything else is so up in the air that like we're coin tossing on those maps, right? Mm. Um. So, I, I got like because it's uh, I gotta go with the stats, man. Like I have no mm -hmm. feeling. Uh, even my You're gut tells Bajan. me Titans. You're a good Bajan. Yeah. Uh, even my my guts tell me uh, Titans here. To be honest. No. No. Spilo. I mean, we've we've got the the statistical breakdown, but from from you know a professional eye test, like where where are we sitting? I just don't think Titans are that inconsistent. That's the problem. Right. Shock, you know, I think like if any team is going to show up and do fine, it's going to be Titans. They're your average. They're going to get up nine to five, you know, going to go work in the coal mine, you know, gonna, you know, 40 hours a week, you know, it's going to be. And so like, given that, unless shock like has there come the God moment over the next week or two, sure. then it's going to be three, one Titans or something like that. Yep. I like that, that line. I think yeah, shock are probably a good enough for one where proper just does something crazy in the twenty fourth hour, hits like a a two k pulse and you know draws it to overtime and they clutch something out and oh darn they win control or yeah. whatever right, um yeah, I think that's probably where I sit as well. New York Toronto, I don't even like thinking about this one. This one just seems like it's all over the place. And are right, you ready for maybe... this Oh no, yeah, I'm... New York Toronto. I... Oh. Yeah. Dang. <sighs> I think Defiant is going to wake up and be like, we are not losing to New York. It's I... not happening. And just through sheer willpower alone, like they will, they will brute Just through their own gusto. I, I mean, they should. It's either going to be that or it's going to be 3 0 the Austin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just, they it's just like, wake no. up on the wrong side of the bed. Or, or they lose the first map and they're like, yep. okay, well, that's it, guys. We're going to check out. Yep. Guys, Where's Sam? I honestly don't know. Guys. I have new information that we might want to consider. Oh, what? no. Bad Patrimary has released the bracket. Oh. 
Okay. BP. They accurately. BP we're we're good on uh, Florida Glads because they predicted Glads to win that. So of course it's going okay. to be Florida. Safe, safe, safe. They they said Boston uprising against Washington justice. It's going to be justice. We're safe. Saved. They predicted Titans. Um, Is that enough? 52% Titans and then the BP curse? How many percentages are BP curse? It gotta be more than two. <laughs> How many extra yeah. credit points? That's true, that's true, that's true. That's true but, but okay, well, I, what's BP's track record with Canadian teams? We already know no. that he flopped Floridian teams. So... <laughs> What's the, what's the opposite extreme? That's that's a good question. I'm not sure if there's a, 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 a Canadian modifier in there. Don't know. Um, no. Has anybody considered just like traveling to BP's house and just removing the keyboard? Right. <laughs> locking locking him up in a cell for the rest of the season and just letting letting uh, you know fate have its will. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm not sure if this is isn't a demon slayer situation where only decapitation can drive the demon out. You know, like this is this is crazy. It's a battle between the two of you as of the most cursed, right? May nah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they sometimes hit fucking insane prets as well, which you know. See, this is going to be either really good or really bad, though, because this is my first preds ever. Mm. So maybe I break the mold, or I just become like I just I I'm I'm another curse of itself. Mm. Like there's a lot of variables to play here. That's I I'm not yeah I think I'm I'm very bought into like that idea of like this is gonna be like a polarizing game. It's either it's it's not gonna be close, and it's gonna go one way or the other. Like. Maybe a 3-1 line is in here, but yeah. honestly, I could see it going either way, where it's like, New York, eh. maybe Toronto plays down, like you're saying, like, if they if they open up with a loss, that's not yeah. a great sign. Like, I, I don't hate either way here, as much, as crazy as that might sound to some fans, like, New York yeah. aren't great, but neither is Toronto. It's, it's dicey either way. Where, By the way. Yes, get tiebreaker. Where are we going? The, where are the stats say? Stats say 80% NYXL. Whoa. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't think that that's crazy. Most likely score by a lot, 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. I like that. Um, map distribution. Uh, Toronto wins control, loses hybrid, loses escort, and gets stomped on push. 89-2? That's... That hurts. Um, yeah, I think... I think you almost have to go NYXL, maybe. Yeah, if we're if we're, if we're if we're you know letting the the, the bot control things in, yeah. Then again, BP NYXL. Uh, see which one of them do we dislike worse? Right, the, the bot or the you know the prediction. I think I think BP gets a bad rap because they they do hit like off a lot, but. They still have like they still pred some of these matches. It's like games, so, right? Like well, well, they're, they're just, right. We sometimes. only remember the bad ones. That's exactly. Awesome. Yes. Exactly. Very selective. Uh, yeah. And and what we're remembering. Was that really so. bad streak? What was it several weeks ago? You know, it's like <laughs> that's when it really took off. <laughs> Where are we headed next? Um. Okay. So. Then we are at the lower bracket and Titans mm -hmm. against Gladiators. 
Hmm. Well, you know where I'm going. Hell no, uh, that's Cap. We saw, we saw this we saw this head-to-head. I thought this game was already pretty close. I agree with what Spila was talking about at the start of the show, where, you know, they're they're playing a little down. I think it get a little scrunky. I think, you know, I, I think most of what I said about Titans in the preseason has come to pass. I like a 3-2. I like a 3-2 for Titans. I think they uh, could, they could get something crazy. One, three, two, right? I remember being a very close game. Yes, it was close. I think it was close, but not in terms of score. I'm going to double check because I think it was a 3-1 Glads, but it probably should have been a 3-2. Yeah, I remember being a very, very Yeah, it was 3-1. Yeah, it was it was close, maybe not from like a score perspective, but if you actually go back and watch it, it's like, yeah, yeah no, like um, Rialto probably should have been like a full hold. That probably should have just been a map one like that should have been a three two glads. And yeah, I think uh, a couple fights, you know, I hate to take that narrative and run with it, but right. I was down to the wire. It felt like, oh, yeah, there's the, like, the Ramantra Junker Cream stuff on mm-hmm. Oasis and then glads or don't pull it out. Or they, yeah, Titans pull it out, and then that goes to the Blizzard World. Oh, that's right, because Glad's played the monkey, and I remember being like, <laughs> interesting. Because, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's not like Dante probably has even less time on D.Va than he does sure. on the monkey. You know? So, I think Glad's pulled that one out. That could have gone either way. That goes down to the last fight. Yep. um, Like, the very last fight. Very end of the point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over time. Oh, yeah, because I remember being mad that Vancouver didn't do something. Because they had, like, zero mm-hmm. volts going into, like, two, and they just kind of, like, sat on point. And I was like, what are you doing? Get something um, out of it, yeah. Like, like, do something, like, set up a flank or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glad's do cap Havana. I think Havana was the only ugly yes. one. Yeah. And then New Queen Street was... Oh, yeah, New Queen Street. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see there are so many scorelines I could see with this. One. Mm-hmm. I could also just see I could see three zero either direction. I could one. I could two. Five here. It's a toss up. I know where I sit. Below doesn't look. Your prediction is as good as anything I. <laughs> what are the stats, Ayeska? Break us. For uh no that those aren't out of course because like the bracket oh, is well uh, yeah I guess right. that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no well, what does that say about the game we don't know about yeah 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 um but yeah where do you sit then I don't know I feel like it's still glad in some way right uh, I don't hate that I think that like that should be it should like from a feelings perspective yeah this probably I needed to be, be glad. Like, I need it to be. <laughs> you do. You do need this to be glad. <laughs> For your own sanity. You do. I, this feels like personal now at this point. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, lightning rounds, Pilo. Um, coming into the preseason, I had made a Lord bet with Yiska that uh, I thought the Vancouver Titans were going to finish seventh in NA. Uh-huh. Seventh or above. Right. Where do you, where do you kind of feel about that? What's your gut, gut take? What do they Yeah. Yeah. That's a good number. I like it. I, it is a good number. Good number. It's, it's, it's a good a, number. It's a, it's a safe bet. It's not <laughs> it a is a safe bet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty good chance. It's a pretty good chance. No, pretty keep good. keep in mind. Gamble. Keep in mind. We did that bet when Dallas was still in NA, Valiant was still in oh. APAC, right? Uh-huh. Like Shock was still considered one, like to be like maybe yeah, the best yeah. or second best team by most yeah. people doing power rankings. And then like I don't know if you like 
cut off a strain of hair from BP or something and used it in your voodoo doll? Or I have no idea what kind of black magic you performed there. But like since then, yep. Titans has also But been popping up. You should have known. How could you not know the shock situation? I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like they downgraded support line, obviously, and then we know that Korean tanks just do terrible first season of True. Overwatch League. Yeah. So like Spin we knew facts. a somber meta was coming on because Hits King got nerfed. I mean, how can you not obviously make that prediction? No, I don't know. I I'm summoning a ball meta, a hard ball <laughs> meta. Okay. Oh jeez. Like. That's... What do you have to pay? Uh, what do you have to to bargain with? I legs, organs, like take it from me. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> he he does like being right. To be fair, He'll, he he would probably uh, sacrifice no. a finger yes, to be right. I would. Who needs pinkies, guys? Come on, True. let's be real. Uh, I, who's next? We've got well, that's that's our Titans, Glads, Defiant, Justice. Am I wrong in saying that Justice probably just runs away with this? Uh... I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's, I have no idea. It's like trying to predict if you're going to get struck by lightning. Yeah, probably mm -hmm. not. I don't know. Like, you know, it's, 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 this could be like, you know, again, it feels a lot like the New York Excelsior match, but mm -hmm. more favored to justice. So, yeah. like, it could really go either way. Like, Mirror could just show up and just be like, haha, y'all suck. You know, mm -hmm. starts beaming in match chat and it's just over. You know, Alfie just like an annihilates everybody on, on, on site. Flora right. decides to aim lock. Um, by the way, I was so excited to watch Flora because that guy's player cam got looked like the most fun he'd ever had. In yeah, life. he was so glowing. Used to watching New York last season. Yes, and he was like an NPC. The guy did not blink the entire <laughs> season. The entire season, he didn't blink. You know, yeah. and the guy legitimately looked like he was having such a good time. That was like honestly my one of my favorite moments of the whole season. Terror um, run, runs over and gives him a big old hug. Like he oh, was, yeah. he was, he he was the star. He was the he was yeah. he was doing some damn yeah, damn good yeah. work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that was that was awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think like this is this is the matchup of like teamwork, mental, get mm. school of thought versus just like raw mechanical value from Toronto. You know, is it's is it who's is it, you know, who's going to win this one? It's like a Disney movie you got going on here. So like, I don't I don't Power know. friendship. You know. I feel like justice has the advantage. Just based like off it. of like the what we've seen the last few weeks you're crazy mm. if you're not predicting justice but i'm also not like jaw dropping shocked if yeah. defiant decides to show up either yeah i believe in the gunba that believes in alpha Yi. <laughs> he's a great player not <laughs> a player uh, to state the obvious yeah well huh? depends on who you ask um where where does that leave us? Uh, upper bracket against uh, florida um, against Boston. Uh, yeah. me man yeah, that, one's a, that, one's, that one's actually kind of tough. Eileen Mayhem. Great match. I three three two maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you're ever to give a three two, it's here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Agreed. Yep. That gives us <sighs> Glad's justice. justice. Justice making it that far. I mean, it's crazy how it settles out. I'm happy for him, but not a team I thought was going to get that far. I mean, huh? they recently yeah. three oats Glad's right. Agreed, yeah. agreed. And I mean, yeah. yeah, you talk about the head to head, like this is the rematch. It's you know They might just do, do, do it glad... again. If this bracket might, shakes yeah. out this way, they might legitimately fly to Korea. Yeah. yeah. Which will probably piss off the orc <laughs> trying to save money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Damn it, I have to pay for flights. <laughs> I feel like Glad's Glad's has a little bit of that Toronto Defiant where like I don't think Kevster is going to let them Yeah. Drop 3 0. But who knows? You know, like well, he'll do some heroics. 
he'll do something. But also it depends on the map pool. You know, we see Shambhali, Antarctica. We see a lot of Lucio comps, you know, so you're not going to be seeing Kevser Heroics on those maps. So, I mean, it's not an accident, but one map, Vlad's won. Well, yeah, they, they won, or the one map. Well, no, actually, that's not true. They lost. They lost in Hollywood, too, versus the dive. But Kevser was on Genji, so that was the first mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think, like, of all the maps that felt like Glad should have won, it was definitely Hollywood, and, like, that's the non-rush map, so I guess it's going to depend more map pool. I would be surprised if we saw 3 0 I would be surprised if we saw 3 mm. I like it, I like it. But even, like, that that's the kind of... You know, Jisker, you talked about, like, oh, wouldn't it be so good for the eSport if we had, you know, Defiant at peak on the mic, you know, selling fights, whatever you want to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. talk about. Um, I feel like as much as, yeah, maybe Mark Ein doesn't want to pay for flights when it comes to the justice. Like, you want to talk about a, a Cinderella story? We had, you know, London last year. Credit to spill a little bit. Um, you know, this is it's at least a possibility, right? If we're if we're talking about bracketology, we're talking about how this maybe shakes out. If this ever gets to the head to head again and we get a little bit of a rematch, yeah, there's a there's a non zero percent chance that the Washington Justice in twenty twenty three are going to Korea. Yeah. That's sure crazy. That. That's 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 what we need. That we need a story like that. It's that's the stuff because- that people like. If we put Justice versus Titans, I think all three of us would print uh, Titans. But just through the nature of Gladiators manning to match mm-hmm. up versus Titans, you know? And But that's the real thing, though. Like, I think a lot of people, like, mess us up with power rankings. People were like, oh, yeah. how are you going to rate Mayhem above Glads yeah. when Glads beat them in the head-to-head? Well, yeah, but Mayhem, you know, maybe Mayhem has a bad day, first off. But yeah. the other thing is that Mayhem has just looked better versus more teams. Yeah, yeah, yep. matchups and, exist and, like, for sure. Like strength of being able to beat some guy in a one v one doesn't necessarily mean that you're better him across the board. Like that guy might have a lot better matchups and mayhem not had near as many bad games. So I think like it's not crazy to say that Justice has a better matchup versus Glads than they yeah. do versus Unless it's you beating Hydron in a one v one, you know, on M duels. <laughs> no, that, that that's an easy matchup regardless of what we're doing for. That's light work. Yeah, yeah. One IRL, you know, Tracer, Zen, it doesn't matter. Anytime, anywhere. Are we are we about to book a a, a creator clash, but for Overwatch? Oh yeah, Spilo, Hydron, Marquee. There we go. Hey, Octagon. Yeah, I'll you know I'll let him go barefisted. I'll wear gloves just to be nice. You know, it's over. Ten ounce, ten ounce. You know, I want to <laughs> heard that pretty. I don't fast. know what weight class he's in though, so we'd have to take that one out. <laughs> no. I don't know if he's pushing one twenty, one twenty five pounds. So gotta cut him some slack. There you go. There you go. Gamer weight. Yeah. Um. By the way, just so we're not confused, right? Uh-huh. Just because the justice might go into this, they still have to beat the Boston Uprising after the oh, Boston yes, Uprising has to, yeah. uh, like, a, possibly loses against the Mayhem, and then mm-hmm. the decider, according to our bracket, is the Boston Uprising against the Washington Justice. Has that ha- oh. ma- matchup happened? I forget. I, I think check. they did, right? Pri- prior in the season. Prior in the season. Yeah, yeah. Justice. Uh, we're looking for Justice Boston. Yeah, it was 3-0 Boston week two. Okay. So kind of early on, still getting, you know, their sea legs under them. Justice did take a Koth map, and honestly, could have a good argument for actually winning Helios. Mm. They choked it. They choked it real bad. Um, yeah. So we I already... Remember, I remember that. We already predicted, right, that Boston was going to beat Justice in round one. Is there any reason to believe that this would flip around in in that finals? Is it 
is it the French boldness to come up in the moment of where it all matters and to, just in order for the universe to deliver a victory speech by Ben Best? Uh, I mean, again, it's going to be a little bit more map specific stuff. Like I think Boston falls in the category of also not being the greatest with Lucio comps. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Right. Um, so anything that involves threat of rush, Boston is going to do, you know, they're going to, I think that is actually one of the, that's, that is Boston's weakness. Um, they don't play rush. They can't play rush. So map pool, see what was in London versus Toronto map pool this past mm -hmm. week. I mean, you could have picked almost a better map pool, right? Like Havana, King's Row. Uh, I think it Coliseo. ended on, I don't think we got to Antarctica, but it was supposed yeah, to end Antarctica, on Antarctica, right, where it's right. just like, come on, like, so like you get brutal, there. Man. If you get that for Justice, Justice versus Boston, this is a much closer match. Mm -hmm. Much closer. Lijang Tower, uh, like I said, Havana, Shambali. You don't know what you're going to see. So honestly, 3 0 is the safe bet, but. If you get a rush map, I, I think Justice has an advantage. Yep, yep, yep. I think they're. I think we we are getting loser picks, so I would have to imagine that. And, oh, and I like true. that kind of game plan. So this probably it probably won't be a three zero, just because they're they'll that's probably true. be able to pull to a brawl map at some point. Yeah, when is the loser pick start to pick I, in? I think it's just since. I think it's yeah since the start. I think. Oh man, that might that might affect some of the numbers. That's not hindsight it though. But yeah. like that that definitely might affect some teams like a New York Excelsior's uh, Toronto Defiance, another one that might look a little bit different. Mm. Um, like they have clear strengths and weaknesses for like that. Um, something like, like Vancouver, a little bit more even tempered, even though you have an off tank on main tank because I think Punk's one's pretty good. But uh, some of these teams, you know, you never know. Mm -hmm. Agreed. It is. It is too unlikely. Uh, too unlikely culprits. Um, getting getting that far. Uh, it's yeah. Mid season. It, it is certainly getting mad. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, By the is way, that the, is that the whole bracket? Yeah, Am yeah. That's the old bracket for NA. Oh, um, by the oh, way, APEC. yes, and then APEC, of course. But. Um, RD also ran the numbers, did some uh, Monte Carlo simulations here. I'm not sure if they have Monte Carlo simulations, but Sims. Um, and in 93% of all cases, the Mayhem at least qualify. In 68% of cases, they qualified in first seat. Um, and then the Boston Uprising are the second most likely. They're about 50-50. Uh, most likely to qualify in second place. And then actually, the Washington Justice are the third most likely team to qualify. Also, like, uh, in second place, right? First place, yeah. less likely, but still a 15% chance, right? So that speaks to their record that they had have had probably a lot of uh, carrying being done by the uh, Gladiators um, series here in, in terms of ELO. Um, but yeah, like, that's that's interesting. Like, uh, Gladiators, according to the model, pretty outside short, only 10%. New York Excelsior, 2%. Chalk, 0.22%. Titans, 0.21%. And then Defiant, 0.01%. Wow. So our model was perfect. We did it. We pretty it. much. Yeah, I think we, we spot-checked pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except for a little bit of Vancouver bias. But honestly, yeah. I, 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 think, I think Vancouver passed the eye test, at least to an extent. I, that's kind of where I'm like, sitting with it. You can't tell me that 12 times more likely that New York qualifies in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one i'm not so sure on i think that's more of just like 
It's bracketology. The, like, the input the data. Pulse. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, even looking at like the the matchups that they've gotten, I, you know, I, you know, I don't know if we want to dive into strength of schedule or not. But um, obviously, Broy publicly coming out and you know talking about yeah. like how it's you know there is a little bit of a a bias, let's say, yeah, let's, uh, for some of these schedules. Let, let's address that real quick because I don't think the argument is like, oh, we were old, uh, like you know, uh, schedules like do d- double round robin or something and have like. 24 games again i think that would be preferable but we also mm. have to realize that we're in a situation where that is more production days probably longer yeah. season it's probably not feasible right what is weird is that we are in a position where we seeded not just like give seeding advantage but actually like how far up you are in the bracket so okay i i, I don't even have that big of an, a problem with Atlanta Rain and uh, Houston Atlas being automatically qualified. I think that's fine. That like there's very little that can happen in the way of strength of schedule for the first two slots to just have locked into that, right? What I will say is, it is mildly bullshit for teams to be seeded directly into the lower bracket. Um, yeah. So, like, Titans just feels pretty hard done by being automatically put into the lower brackets, for instance, um, mm. because their strength of schedule was actually pretty hard, right? Um, and in comparison to teams like Lads and Washington, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's a it's it's a definitely like a talking point. I I I know the league had measures planned to seat more accurately for the first half of the season. I assume they will be seating much more accurately in the second half of the season because they have the data from the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've publicly said as much as well. But I will say that SOS ELO rating is heavily meta-dependent as well. So you can absolutely... like it, it, There's no way around it, but you can be bullshitted by, I don't know, like sure. playing the shock in the first half of the season. Or sorry... Not in the first half of the season. And then mm-hmm. in the second half, some meta drops, like maybe ball meta jump in is like the best, and now you're playing against, you know, the juggernaut of a team. That right. will always happen. That could also happen in a in a completely mirrored uh, way. But th- th- it's really hard to make a perfect SOS schedule. But <coughs> you then have to account for that in your actual f- playoffs formats. And I think that's a fair point, uh, what Baroy is making. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's also just for the sake of, like, visibility. Like, I think, I don't think it fixes the problem of 3-0s because we've seen a lot of what should be competitive matches become mm-hmm. 3-0s. But I think if you're able to make a handful more games more competitive, just from a casual viewing experience, it makes for a much more engaging yep. thing. Um, so if, there, if that model is in any way, shape, form improved there's there's no drawback at all it's a competitive improvement and it's a casual viewer experience improvement so if it's possible to improve it improve it hmm. easier said than done though yeah sure yeah i mean i'm i'm honestly like not too terribly upset by this um i think that's just a hard situation ideally you have double round robin triple round robin maybe in apac or something or even quad um, but yeah. if you have the contenders teams, probably not. Like it's it's hard to to balance that. I think like mm-hmm. last year we probably did a little bit of a better job, but 
last year we probably also had much higher budget than we do this year. Yeah, although the production's been really good this year, at least yeah. oh. compared to prior years. Mm-hmm. It's been like so? what I would call is like low production but tight. Mm-hmm. You know, and like it, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not big, but it does what it does pretty well. You know, it does, which is honestly a really nice change of pace. I think it's effective spending, right? Like someone like Jake will buy, like just deliver you more value per dollar, right? It, it, yeah. Then you give those guys a teleprompter, and that's more value per dollar. And then you set those guys yeah. in a in a studio, and some of them are local and whatnot, not in just some like truck um which understandable if you if you actually you know thought you would be traveling much more to these homestands and whatnot but yeah like i think this is just like more effective usage of our resources and that uh delivers on the broadcast i think also on the apex side um there have been some hiccups but overall i think uh is it wdg has been doing a pretty good job yeah i think like unknown is, I think it's the guy's name on translating uh, the, yep. the translator student, yep. dude that guy can translate <laughs> like he's super like he, I was already impressed uh, during the NYXL uh, interviews I did like he just like remembers and picks up so quickly um, like one of the better translators I've worked with and I think that adds a lot of rich flavor also by the fact that the casters get to ask questions and then uh, a little bit more point I think the the quality of the uh, questions has also improved um, throughout the post-match interviews. So, yeah, I'm I'm a pretty big fan. How does it feel to win this game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. <laughs> Feels you good. Know, uh, you know, winning is yeah. good. Yeah. That like, how does it feel? Is a question that probably should only be asked after grand finals wins. And yeah, yeah. Even that, like, I think that you get a lot of value from that. You also probably got to know your audience. I think. How does it feel? Works very well with Korean players for some reason. Doesn't work with most Western players. Like yeah. they will almost like in inevitably answer the question, "What did it take?" Right? Like, yeah. "Oh, we grinded so hard for this, and I'm so happy that we made it." Right? Like that's also something that like I was studying a lot of NBA post match interviews. That's exactly what LeBron James will give you. It's not like, "Oh, I feel so accomplished and whatnot." It's I, I sacrificed so much for this. Uh, we our team worked so hard. It was such a hardship. Now we did it. Right. Yeah. Everything is possible. Yeah. Um, so another pet peeve is is the uh, how important or how blankety blank is it? And the answer is always uh, very. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was very important or very good or very bad. You know, <laughs> predictable. But yeah, and the <laughs> questions overall have been a lot a lot better. And I mm. I feel for them because. I think like much more so than also the the picking the right questions is picking the right subjects to talk to. Sure. Yes. Like there are certain yeah, people that just like make it work every time. And mm-hmm. it's a it's absolutely experiencing. I'm not slacking any of those players, right? Like but it's very different. Dude, I interviewed Faker at MSI. Pretty sure that no man psychoanalyzed me with his stare into my soul. Like he didn't blink <laughs> once, like when asking questions. And there was honestly some pretty harsh questions. You could just tell he, this guy grinded out a thousand interviews that he's been asked, right? And the same is true for, you know, interviewing simple or device. These guy, guys are just like molded by the fire, right? That That's just not something that a lot of our uh, professional players have. But those that do, you kind of get it, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
Like it's, is there, like I think that that's why like coaches, you get a lot of value from or general managers. It's harder for, for players, but like someone like Hawk who has been around the block for a long time and is just like naturally candid, that's always a great interview because the guy will just give you his opinion and is pretty yeah. elaborate on his points, right? Um, it's Back just an audio always fun too. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a skill. Something you build up. Um, not to take up entirely your evening. Um, sure. I think we are going to just cap it there. Um, obviously, APAC hangs in the balance, but it's pretty much over. You can kind of figure out where you want to go with it. Uh, any yeah. any final thoughts there? Any teams you're obviously you, you kind of back the charge a little bit, but yeah. Um, any any I, thoughts for APAC before we I'd wrap like up? See, I'd like to see Mag do well. I've been okay. impressed with this play, like I was saying earlier. And I'm also a big Dreamers fan because Dreamers an old friend, so I'd love to see him do well. And there there's a certain tank player in APAC that this should not be playing tank in APAC. And I think some a Dreamer is one of those tanks that probably should have had his position. Mm -hmm. um, so I, won't, I will not elaborate further. There's okay, and it's not Fleta. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Everybody knows that. That's that's it. That's the elephant in the room. That's the gimme. But yeah, one for Dreamers and uh, Infernal. There you go. I, I would again, you know, talk about another big story. Dreamers, you know, yep. maybe not even qualifying if not for uh, a couple circumstantial things and coming out and doing some doing some hard work. It would be it would be something um, we do at least, you know, try to give the last little bit to the show uh, to the guests. If there's anything you want to plug and where can people find you? All that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can find me on YouTube Spiral. I do my coaching and educational content, do a lot of pro analysis work, one on one coaching. So it's been a lot of fun recently doing a lot of the a lot of one on one coaching stuff, but trying to keep my foot in the door with pro analysis. I think that's like been my blessing and curse is that I don't really know what I like better. I just do a little mm. bit of everything. So, um, but yeah, that's where you can find some of my analytical stuff. And uh, yeah, appreciate y'all having me. Yes, no, it's it's been fun talking shop a little bit, obviously, you know. You know, I hate to do a little brown nosing, but the go to my go to spot if I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm I need some I need to bounce some ideas off somebody that isn't actually in the room with me. Like, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good spot. Um, So do check that out if you're into the, the X's and O's. You're a little bit more strategical minded. Spillow's YouTube channel is quite quite the gold mine, I'd say. Disca interviews. What's coming? Faker? Uh, <laughs> I mean, as you can tell, uh, a lot of teams are just like really focus on the LCQ, then travel will happen. I hope I can catch some before the travel and can catch them there because I don't think they will be scrimming too much before they start traveling. Um, and of course, there will be a ton of teams that won't be traveling, so I'm hoping to catch those. I think this week it will remain quiet other than the violent interview that I just put out. Next week, I really hope... I, I don't think we will be immediately be able to put them out, but like I'm trying to farm as many as possible of the teams that stayed home and those that have time just just sure. to see and then yeah beautiful all right 299 in the books we'll see you next week for weirdly enough 300 we'll see what that looks like so uh signing off thank you against below and uh nice. enjoy the rest of your guys's week thank you peace